The 700 Tapes podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not own the rights to any of the clips we will be using on this program. The 700 Tapes podcast will include adult language and adult humor. So if you're easily offended, please stop listening now. Big bada boom. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and if you like VHS, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. She knows it's multi-pass. Lila Dallas, my wife. We're newlyweds. Just met. You know how it is. Bump into each other. Sparks happen. Yeah, she knows it's a multi-pass. Yeah, anyway, we're in love. What's up, freaks and weirdos? We're back. In black. I think. Welcome to the 700 Days Podcast. I am your host, Jasperino, coming to you from the outlands of Arizona, joined as always by the one and only, the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. How you doing, sir? Woo! I'm doing great, man. How you feeling? It's good to be back. Damn right. Damn right. It's great to be back. Fuck good. It's great. Hell yeah. We took a little time off. For the new year. Right. Chilled a little bit. Damn right. Gathered up ourselves. Mm. Re- recharged our batteries. Right. Recharged our resources. Right. Recharged our charges. Charges charging. Charged. Got some rest. Damn right. Got ourselves together for the new year. Right. New plans, new goals, new Damn starts. Right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I guess I'm glad to be back here with you. Always, always. It was a little longer than we anticipated. Right. But I think everything happens for a reason. Damn right. Thank you guys for uh, waiting for us. 
faithfully, like we went off to the army, <laughs> or we went to jail. You held out for us while we were gone. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Damn right. But uh, how's your New Year treating you so far? Um, for for one, I just want to say, you know, happy fucking New Year. Happy New Year to you. You know, happy New Year to you guys, freaks and weirdos. Damn right. You know, we're you know almost three weeks too late, but right. hey. It's you know, still New Year. It's still January. Damn right. We are capping off the Bruce Willis trifecta. Right, right, right. We did the last Boy Scout in November. Uh-huh. Die Hard in December. Uh-huh. And now we are bringing you, capping it off, the Fifth Elements. Damn right. In January. In January. <laughs> Jan-you-fucking-wary. Man. 20 goddamn 21. Right. And I don't think there's anybody that was sad to see 2020 go. 2020 you know. was a good year. For what? Really? 2020 was a great year for yeah, me. Yeah, that was good for you. Damn right. Shit, I can look. 2020. <laughs> you know, I love that you were undaunted. Oh yeah. Like you can always leave the bright side. Damn right. You know. And say, uh, yeah, it was good. You know. Like 2020 was, you know, just like. I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you go. Right. You 2020 know. was like 2019 and 2018. You know, if if you're building for. You know, the next year, it is. It should just go That's flow true. right into That's true. And you it. know, they say that life is uh, like a box of chocolate. No, they you say it's one percent uh, <laughs> what happens and ninety nine percent how you react to what happens. Damn right. So you know, you're uh, you got a good positive attitude, man. I I like that because it's infectious. But yeah, when uh, man, it just seemed like it was every every little thing that could go wrong did Went go wrong. wrong. Mm-hmm. It was like. Taking it from the left, the right, top, the bottom. And we're still here, right? We are still here. That goddamn right. <laughs> and uh, it's going to take a lot more than that to get rid of us. Oh, you're damn right, damn right. We are still here bringing you all VHS review all the time. This is a VHS review podcast. Mm-hmm. You are not going to hear anything about laser discs. Nope. Blu-rays, Mm-mm. DVDs. Hell no. DVR. DVDR. CDR, RAM. <laughs> SATA drives, I don't know. Floppy disk? Floppy. My disk ain't <laughs> floppy. It's a hard disk. <laughs> Woo! No video on demand, Netflix, Hulu, Voodoo, that you do. Mm-hmm. We are talking all tapehead shit here. Every movie we review is watched on the VCR right in front of me underneath my computer monitor. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, exciting news. Uh, I'm just about goddamn ready to launch our YouTube channel. Whoa. I've got the software and everything set up. In fact, I almost did the first video yesterday. Damn. But I ended up uh, working on my truck a little longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. I've been working on the truck steadily for about two weeks now yeah but i think it's finally drivable where i could take it to work so i'm pretty excited good um look into the engine of any vehicle you're about to buy that's my that's jasperino's uh advice to you i'm working on a new segment for the show maybe i should have done this for that i want to cut and it's like an advice segment Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of hoping people will email us at uh, 700 tapes at gmail.com ask us our advice we can't guarantee you what we tell you is going to be correct. Right. But I want to call the segment Jasperino Been Told You. Oh. <laughs> so let's let's call this the first Jasperino Been Told You. Damn. If you're going to buy a car, mm-hmm. do some research. Gotcha. Because I bought this truck a couple of years ago, almost two years ago now. I'm almost done paying it off. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm just finding out now that it, that particular, it's a 2006 uh, Ford F-150. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding out that between 2004 and 2008, that engine was notorious. The mm-hmm. 5.4 that I have, mm-hmm. the eight-cylinder, mm-hmm. was notorious for popping spark plugs. Gotcha. And I found this out because I've had it for just under two years. Mm-hmm. This is the third time I'm replacing the spark plugs. Damn. And the coils, because they're burned out too, and I'm like, something's wrong here. So upon further uh, inspection inspection and research mm-hmm. on the interwebs, mm-hmm. I found out um, that that was the problem. And I'm like, man, I wish I'd have known that before I bought this vehicle. So now there is a fix. I can either buy a new head for the vehicle, mm-hmm. or I can just change my spark plugs every six to eight months. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But Shit. For spark now, plugs. I'm just going to change my I'm spark about to plugs. Say spark plugs are cheap. Right. Fuck it. I can get the, the heads are about 600 bucks a piece. So, uh, I don't know. And then getting them put in. Yeah, getting them like, put oh, in because I ain't doing that. That's in? a little. Uh, there's two heads. Catching. Four on each side. Mm-hmm. Four, uh, four coils on each side. But yeah, it's a little. How beyond, much are coil packs? Beyond my depth. Well, if I change the spark plugs regularly, they won't burn off the coils. The coils are the expensive part. Gotcha. This set of coils is like 260 bucks for eight of them. Mm-hmm. But the spark plugs, it's like 100 bucks. Right. So I'm thinking 100 bucks every six months, eight months, as long as I don't blow the coils. And I even don't then, know. even then, it still sounds like it's cheaper than you know swapping the heads. Right, because I I can I have a guy that just charges me labor, so I can buy the parts and he'll put them in for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm still thinking he's probably going to charge me 1500 bucks to do that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was looking on my the website where I get auto parts from. I could buy the whole engine for that truck for like 1500 bucks. Yeah. Just a block, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was like, hmm, I'll just drop a new engine in. Either that or you upgrade the engine. Ooh, I could. Get a better engine. A little Fast and Furious. Uh, maybe. That's something I did. I've been doing. Okay. So I've got a trend going already this year. Oh, of, of, shit. Binging uh, movie franchises. Okay. So I got Ro for Christmas, the Fast and Furious series, because she mm-hmm. loves it. That's that's her... Uh, her shit. That's her shit. But you know, you know how she is about Gone 60 Seconds. Mm-hmm. She's all about the car movies mm-hmm. and the football movies. Gotcha. Because she's badass. Nice. And uh, I think that's really cool. In fact, when we do that, that's kind of the cool thing. I'm thinking about just replacing the spark plugs every few months. Because mm-hmm. when we do it, she does it with me. And she nice. does she does one side, I do the other side. And we get it done really quick. Nice. Because she loves crawling around in there and getting and dirty. And it's quality time with your lady. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Nice. So we spent, she was off yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we spent the day together working on the truck. We we changed the oil. Nice. We did the plugs. We nice. did the coils. Nice. You know what I mean? It was really, we were all filthy and greasy afterwards. It was awesome. Ooh. Yeah, you know. And I was like, man, screw the girl with the perfect nails, perfect makeup, and mm-hmm. the purse dog or whatever. Fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. You mean high maintenance there's one? nothing cooler mm-hmm. than a chick that'll crawl on the engine with you and just Damn right. go at it. It's awesome. Anyway, I digress. Maybe you sexy. She loves cars nice. and she loves football. Nice. She's cool. Um, but I got her the uh, Fast and Furious series one mm-hmm. through eight. Wow. On uh, for Christmas, and we went through all of them. The other one we haven't watched yet is eight because we just ran out of time. Gotcha. Um, because we just do when we have time, you know. Mm-hmm. But we made it all the way through. Now I got to buy Hobbs and Shaw so we can watch that too. And I guess there's another movie coming out this year. I'm fucking Black Superman. <laughs> I know that guy. 
Oh shit. Um but yeah, so that's been cool. We kind of we kind of made our way through that series again, which there was a couple of them I hadn't seen because mm-hmm. uh, they all kind of blend together in my head. So going through it again kind of cleared up the storyline for me, and you know, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. You know, I I got a new appreciation for it mm-hmm. watching it with somebody who's that into it, right? Because it's infectious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can be like, oh, it's okay, and then you watch it, somebody who's super into it, you're like, oh wow, like you know all the characters' names. And- like I think by far. The first one is a you know almost a cult classic, right? Oh like, yeah, like it is. It is a it is a really really well movie. Right. It's it's very very point breakish, you know. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, like, it totally. If is. you if you swap it's point out break with cars, right? That is legitimately yes the whole gist of the movie. What's your favorite one out of the series? I, it has to be one. Really? Like for sure. Um, Too Fast Too Furious is dope. Yeah. Um, I I like it even though it's not Vin Diesel. Yeah, Evan um, Mendes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, but it it allows Ludacris to come in. Yeah, Tyrese, and then Tyrese. You know, it 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 builds on the franchise. And I like how how as they went on, they just brought every character in together. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Even like most people say, part three is you know shit. I thought it was it was a pretty cool aesthetic piece for it. Especially and it gets, yeah, because it pulls in Han. Yep, and then you real and then you figure out that that even though it's the third movie, it happened after mm-hmm. the other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really so they crazy. don't so they don't they don't you know uh, rewrite it or it's still canon, right? You know, but it's how it's it's kind of they've shifted how because it's fast. It's the Fast and the Furious. Right. Too, too fast, fast too, too furious. furious. Then Tokyo Drift. Um, no, no, no. I don't think it's Tokyo Drift. Fast I, I and think, Furious. I think it's Fast and Furious. Tokyo Drift. They call it Tokyo. No, Drift no, no. But I'm saying the the, oh, the actual chronological oh, I order. Because I oh, I see what you're saying. Because part three happens. Because yeah, it fucked me up. Because I had not seen Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. but I had seen the later movies. Mm-hmm. So in Tokyo Drift, Han well, dies. Spoilers <laughs> if you hadn't seen it. When Han dies, I'm like, wait a minute. How how does this work? Wait a minute. What did mm-hmm. I miss? Did I miss something? What is going on here? Yeah, it fucked me up. And then as I went through and... Because I hadn't seen... I guess I missed the movie that... Shows... I think it was six. Uh, it's either, Maybe yeah. I hadn't seen six. I don't know. But anyway, it's, whatever yeah. it was, it all came back around town. Mm-hmm. It made sense to me. So I was like, oh, yeah. So and then you got The Rock. Right. Jason Statham later on. Right. It's fucking badass. I love Jason Statham. So it... And the cool thing about it... Like I, I I can appreciate the movies because they're entertaining, right? You know, and as as far fetched as the shit may be at times. Oh my god, at times, <laughs> it's 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 still within somewhat reasonable shit, right? You know, because somewhat. there's cer- there's certain parts that you're like, what? Yeah, no way. But you really have to uh, you have to watch it with the idea that it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's like watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, if you get hit over the head with a chair, you're done. Mm-hmm. There's no getting up from that, much less winning a wrestling match after that. But mm-hmm. you're taking it at face value of, this is just entertainment, and I know that fucking Brian couldn't run up a bus and jump and have Letty spin the car around and him grab it just in time. Right. Oh, my God, that was probably the most outlandish stunt of the entire series, I think. You think so? I think so. There's So there's that one. There's... Um when they're in Dubai with the car. Oh, and he drives it through the buildings. He, that is... Oh, for yeah. one, he picked up a fucking car. Like... Right. What was Vin Diesel? Just of kidding. course. Um, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Groot. I am Groot. Um, I am Groot. So then 
there's a lot of like right because there's one there's a line and I, I don't know which one it is but he's like you know the the street always wins and then he fucking stomps on the ground yeah. when they're fighting in the parking yeah. garage i was like that was uh seven i think boo well that was the same one where him and jason statham just mm-hmm. well, full they're speed yeah, yeah fucking front front end <sighs> ran into each other and both of them were okay yeah shit yeah, like that you'd have passed each other in the air as you were going through your windshield right anyway we digress mm-hmm. but, but it, it's it's I think it's cool because at the end of the day, it's still kind of centered around cars. Right. I think they up the ante every time on cars, and it's like holy. And we've shit. been watching all the special features on the DVDs too. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I bought the DVDs, not the Blu-rays, mm-hmm. so we could watch them in the garage. Nice. There's no Blu-ray player out there; it's only DVDs. So mm-hmm. she was really happy about that because we like to hang out in the garage and watch TV. Right. <laughs> it's so weird. But anyway, um, so she shed. Well, yeah, or she should. <laughs> so we were we've been watching all the special features, and one thing they keep mentioning is, yeah, every movie it's just got to get bigger and bigger, and mm-hmm. then we get to the point where we're like, how can we possibly make it any bigger? And then we raise the bar again. They're like, oh shit, what are we gonna do now? You know. So I'm interested to see uh, how they what they're gonna do with a part nine that's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, I was reading about, but um, the other franchise that I went through completely. With my kids, my my daughter and my son, Deacon and Orchid. Twilight? Oh, hell, dude. <laughs> if you guys could have seen his face right now. <laughs> Why are you going to do me like that? No, that's another row thing, though. Really? Oh, that's who she oh, so loves. Oh, so you're going to have to oh, sooner dude, than later, huh? So, or later than sooner? I see this as karma, because <laughs> I'm going to admit to everybody listening and to you. Okay. I was a bit of a movie snob mm-hmm. in my previous life, before the life I'm in now. There's no way. Like, I hadn't seen all the Fast and Furious movies because mm-hmm. I thought they were garbage movies. Same thing with Twilight. I thought it was garbage. Like, I'm like, I was into, like, what are the Oscar nominees this year? That was me. Like, oh. let's review. I mean, as much as I am into B horror and shit like that, when it came to new movie releases, I was kind of like, well, that wasn't very artistic, or I didn't really see the <laughs> the underlying uh, storyline there with the uh, protagonist, and uh, yeah, that was me, but I'm telling you, I've lightened up a lot, Okay. and by, yeah, like I said, watching something like that with somebody that's that into it, mm-hmm. Twilight, I don't know, my hypocrisy only goes so all right, far. All right, so let me, <laughs> let, me, let me take another stab at it. Oh, boy. Star Wars. That's what I watched with Deacon and Orchid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Let we me take went through stand. the entire series. Uh, we started with the original trilogy, okay, which is bomb. Right, right, right. Then we watched the prequel trilogy, was, and then we watched the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. which is absolute trash. You think so? Absolute fucking trash. <laughs> Fight me if you disagree. Email me at seven hundred tapes at gmail dot com and tell me why you disagree. Because those movies are trash. He's in oh trash. my god! And then I didn't realize how much episode three, mm-hmm. how garbage that episode was. You didn't like three, dude. It was written like a fucking cartoon. The lines, everybody was just phoning in their shit. Three was badass. All like you the, had the fighting okay, scenes. Part three. Mm-hmm. Watch the last twenty minutes. You're you're good. Mm-hmm. That's all you need in that movie is the last 20 minutes. Well, because you know what happened. Fuck you, Anakin. I have the high ground. Oh, there goes my legs. Because you know, <laughs> he, clearly, you fucking snob. You know 
the the <laughs> three in between <laughs> originally. Oh and, my and god! You, and you feel so like the only uh, person. Okay, the only person in that movie that I felt anything for mm-hmm. was uh, Padme. Uh, of course, because she didn't ask for any of this, mm-hmm. and as it's really weird. Okay, so. I just talked about how much trash it is, mm-hmm. but I'm going to talk about how deep the story was now, okay. which is crazy. All right. But, so Anakin did all that shitty shit mm-hmm. for Padme to try to save her, mm-hmm. all the way down to killing Jedi kids and, and the whole... Younglings. Yeah, all the, everything, mm-hmm. betraying everybody mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny when you get to the point where you... When you're a kid, you're like, oh, Darth, Darth Vader's evil. He's a bad guy. But, and, and I watch it as an adult now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I totally understand Anakin's motivations. I can't say that I would have done anything different. He's Dracula. Dude, yes. Think about it. When you love a woman mm-hmm. that much, mm-hmm. there's nobody you wouldn't stab in the back for her. Mm-hmm. There's nobody you wouldn't turn your back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I absolutely get it. Mm-hmm. The whole galaxy, fuck you. The ultimate love story. I gotta save Padme's life. Ultimate love story. He was misled, <laughs> and he was manipulated by the Emperor the entire way, of and he course. was a fucking idiot for buying into it. Everybody in that movie was a fucking idiot for buying into it. You knew that Palpatine was evil. Mm-hmm. It's just the... A, a oh feeling. my God, just the... It is with a heavy heart that I take this responsibility. And I swear to you, I'm going to give it back as soon as we don't need it. Someone sound familiar here to you? (laughs) (laughs) We're living, ladies and gentlemen, in the Galactic Empire. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So, anyway, so maybe that's why it kind of rang true to me a little bit more this time because Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway. um, What do the kids think about it? Three is Orchid's favorite movie of all time. Look, three is badass. Episode three is her absolute favorite movie of all time. Three is badass. Unbelievable. But um, it it's good mm-hmm. as far like you said the fight scenes mm-hmm. and stuff. Are, but the I couldn't get past the poor writing. The script was horrible. So the the absolutely the, awful. The biggest glaring thing for me in three is his rapid growth. Yes, because re- it was rushed. It was so everything was so rushed. He's a little kid. And then by three, he's damn near. You look at, you're like, wait, she's like seventeen, isn't she like twenty nine or something like that? She's like ten the, years older than yeah, him. Yeah, like they're or seven years or seventeen years or whatever the thing or is. Or not seventeen. 10. Um, yeah, she's like eight years older than him, maybe. Mm-hmm. And and you see it, it's it goes from him being a young boy in one, right? To because he's probably nine, ten. Yeah. Let's say let's say ten or eleven because just to, it's been ten years since the the first movie. Mm-hmm. So in the second one, so let's say nine, maybe. So yeah, so like he's nineteen and she's twenty eight or whatever. Yeah, it it it's crazy. Or because I don't even know if they give ages, but whatever the case is, it's like she's wow, definitely older than she's. Him. Yeah, she's a fucking empress. Yeah, and then. <laughs> He freaks her out when he's making the moves on her in the second one. She's like, right. don't talk to me like that. You'll creep me out. Right. Creeper. And then... And then he was like, send nudes? Right. <laughs> that ass, He's like, you want to look at my lightsaber? Anyway. But anyway, I think that 
the whole third movie was very rushed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they were literally shoving 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. We mm-hmm. got to get it through. Got to get it through. Got to get it through. Dude, I don't know. Anyway, I really connected with Padme, though. Mm-hmm. That end part where she was like, she tell, she looks at him and she goes, you're breaking my heart. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I felt that. She was the only one trying in that movie. Mm-hmm. The lines between Anakin and Obi-Wan, I wanted to just slap both the actors and just, dude, come on. Ha <laughs> ha. Remember the last time we were in a jam like this, old pal? Oh, yeah, I sure do. You really mucked that one up. <laughs> it was like the 60s Batman. Mm-hmm. That's how the lines were. I've got you, old chum. Don't worry. Thanks, <laughs> Obi-Wan. But I had it. You didn't really need to help me. Oh, my God. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, I just wish Mace Windu would have dropped one motherfucker. <laughs> just one. Just one. Like, even when he got yeeted off into the sunset. <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking sis on this motherfucking planet. <laughs> this isn't fucking. <laughs> this isn't Event Horizon, okay? Dude, right. <laughs> I'm coming, motherfucker. <laughs> I just I can't see a movie with Sam Jackson without him dropping a motherfucker. Anyway, even so a Disney we, movie, huh? right? So we, yeah. So we watched. It took us about a week. Mm-hmm. We watched all of them. Nice. A little over a week, I guess, because what's that? Nine of them. Yeah. Three, six, and yeah, so maybe it took us two weeks because we didn't watch them every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took breaks because we were doing it while Rose at work. Gotcha. We just come in here and watch them. And then um, we had to force Deacon to watch episode one because it's such garbage. He wanted nothing to do with it, but uh, we forced him to watch it. And uh, I, they had to force me. All three of us forced ourselves to watch Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and let me just tell you, as much trash as I thought episode three was, mm-hmm. it should have won a fucking Oscar compared to Rise of Skywalker. All of a sudden, you're t- okay, so uh, Jedi's had healing power this whole time, and all these people in the series died, and not one fucking Jedi. Luke never once went, let me use my Jedi healing power to save you, because he wasn't Rey. Are you serious? Motherfucking <laughs> big face guy, what was it? Kylo Ren? Mm-hmm. Gets ran through with a fucking lightsaber that totally killed Liam Neeson. Right. And Ray's like, don't worry. I've suddenly got Jedi healing ability. There was so many. Dude, she was like plot proof, I think they were calling it. Like, oh, she's backed in a corner. Well, now she can do this. Oh, we wrote ourselves into a corner again. Well, now Ray can do this all of a sudden. Oh, this is convenient. Yeah, I, I, I didn't dig it. He said I did. I can safely it. tell you I will never watch any the, of those the new three again. Sequel. Yeah, I will mm-hmm. never watch any of them again. You know what was dope though that I gave a second chance to? Rogue One. I told you. That movie's dope. I fucking told you. Dude. I fucking told you. You did tell me. I fucking told you. You know what's funny? I slept through that entire movie. Really? The first time I watched first it. First time? Because <laughs> How early on in the movie were they on like the Tatooine-like planet and they ran into the two dudes from Moss Eisley from Star Wars and they were like all young, like almost like teenagers? Shit, I don't like. I, I they weren't Rogue really young, while, but, but they were. The very beginning, it was probably twenty minutes into the movie. He was just like, I was like, holy shit, this is the last thing I remember about this movie. Oh, damn. I didn't remember anything else till the end. Mm-hmm. I saw the end, like the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I slept through everything else, but yeah. so. 
I didn't realize it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader was living on that same like volcano planet mm-hmm. that he got his legs chopped off on. He was floating in the tank and shit. Mm-hmm. He was like his living there. That was like his crib. That was fucking cool. Look, so I liked I liked Rogue One. Like as soon as I seen it, I was like, dude, this shit is You tiny. tell me Darth Vader couldn't have ran out and grabbed his legs and like Jedi healed his <laughs> legs back on. He didn't have that power. Done something about his fucked up face. He didn't have him powers, bro. Man. He was supposed to be the most powerful Jedi ever. Now the one that I did not like at all was Solo. I thought Solo sucked. I haven't ass. watched it, and my kids were. That was the last one we had to watch. Mm. My kids flat out said not again because they both seen it. I mm. haven't. Both of them were like, "We're not watching that piece Yo. of shit again." Yo, that movie sucked. Like, <laughs> oh man. And I, I really wanted to like it. And I'm glad I didn't watch it because I read the Han Solo trilogy, the books, and mm-hmm. they're fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. And was he ever an was he ever an Imperial pilot in the movie? Uh, like to be honest, I, I watched it once uh, and it was just memorable. like because in the books he was he was an imperial pilot for a while. It was really cool. Like, like anyway, but um, the big thing the big thing around the movie is the parcel parcel jump or whatever. The, so they wrote an entire movie to justify a fucked up line from Star Wars. Yeah. So he, he did the Kessel Run. There you go. Eighty parsecs or whatever. Stupid. Yeah. They wrote an entire movie to uh, justify it, a fucked up. Thing that George Lucas just wrote out of his ass. It was twenty, thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, blech. that's funny. Blech. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing, and uh, so I'm kind of on this kick now, working my way through franchises. So what's the next one? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I have not decided what I'm going to do next. I'm, t- I'm trying to think what has a good trilogy. Um, the Matrix. Hobbit. The Hobbit. Oh, Matrix is good. Hobbit. The Hobbit. I really, I actually enjoyed the Hobbit movies more than the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. I thought they were more well done. Mm -hmm. I thought they weren't as full of themselves (laughs) and they weren't as long. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just thought they were more exciting. They were more interesting. I liked the characters better. Eolus is in that one also. Mm -hmm. And he's still a badass. So part two, I remember watching. Fire and ass. You mean Legolas? Yeah, did I, I say Eolus? Eolus is the guy from Hercules. Mm. That's funny. The little guy from Hercules. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Legolas. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I meant. Um. So that's why you're here, man. You gotta keep me straight. Damn right. Um. Fag. <laughs> gotta keep me straight. God damn it. <laughs> so, I remember watching part two in the theater, and I didn't know it was gonna be a fucking trilogy. Oh. So if I'm not mistaken, like part two ends, they're like hanging in the trees. Yeah. And I'm like, so you mean to tell the me that end. they're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, <laughs> oh, fucking shoot the I, arrow or when something? When Gandalf showed up on that big ass eagle, yeah, I'm yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? That so, I'm just gonna leave him hanging in the tree? That's it? <laughs> like I was pissed. Uh. It's either that or no, no, no. I think what happens is, um, part two ends, um, when what's the dragon's name? Oh, um, I think they pour the gold Spock. on. <laughs> Spock. I think they pour the gold on him. Gryffindor. And then, <laughs> um, you're like, yeah, he's about to. Captain Howdy. He's that's... about to do it. He's about to die. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he shakes that shit off and then it cuts off or that something. That dragon like was that. badass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smog. Smog. That's Smog. it. Because the, the third movie is called like The Legacy of Smog mm-hmm. or whatever. Whatever. The, but yeah, but yes. Yeah, that's cool. So that's a that's a badass little trilogy. I can dig it. It is. Also, uh, I need to get some horror shit in. Halloween trilogy sucks. It's part not really, two. It's not part really. three. There's six of them. It's eight of them. That's not really a trilogy. Well, I'm saying, you know, 
we we covered fucking three. Yeah, we did. Trash. Uh, like that was probably the poorest movie. You know that's rated. that's our uh, highest listened to Halloween episode. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. With, with, the, with the sexy doctor. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, I'm going to get a little sexy right now for a little thing we like to call The Tale of the Tape. In which I read the back of the VHS tape that we'll be covering tonight. There's not a lot on this one. A jaw-dropping, mind-blowing epic, astonishingly ingenious, exuberantly exciting, and brazenly hilarious. Somebody picked up their dictionary on that one. New York cab driver Corbin Dallas didn't mean to be a hero, but he just picked up the kind of fare that only comes along every 5,000 years. A perfect beauty, a perfect being, a perfect weapon. Now, together, they must save the world. That's really it. That's it? That's it. Like, there's not a... So we talked about this. You picked up the the cover, and you were like, damn, this is dope. <laughs> yeah. It's a very cool uh, cover. You guys will see it on Instagram when I post it. Um, it's all shiny and kind of textured and holographical. I like it. It's pretty much the movie poster. It's got uh, Bruce Willis... And uh, Mia Jovovich and our man Gary Gary Oldman on the cover, and it says on the front, "Star Wars for the '90s." I can I'm about to dead. piss a bunch of people off. I actually enjoy this movie way more than any of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Given a choice, I would watch it over any of them. Yeah, so maybe Rogue One. I really like that movie. I told you that movie was badass, bro. It's cool because we have Disney Plus, so all those movies are on there. Mm-hmm. I think I might start watching The Mandalorian. Yo, that shit is tight. Everybody's saying it's cool. That shit is tight. And I stayed away from it for a while just because I was so sick of seeing Baby Yoda everywhere. Mm-hmm. The child. The if child. You will. Because, yeah, they're like, that Yoda, no, that's not the same Yoda. It's blah, not blah, Yoda, blah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not my Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian, not your son. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just a little green guy. <laughs> says, I am the one. <laughs> We're so Star Wars out I'm today. Smack talking Skywalker. Look, but it's badass. Like, smack talking Skywalker. Ooh. I'll put that lazy out of work. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Anywho. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Um, speaking of Instagram on the IG tip. Check us out on social media, on Facebook, uh, under the 700 Tapes Podcast. Also, check out our Facebook group. You can go out there and post. Do whatever you want. Um, check us out on Instagram, on the IG tip, at 700 Tapes. That is where we are most prevalent, where you will find the most uh, content from us. If you go to uh, the link in our bio, you will find links to everywhere where you can listen to us. SoundCloud, Cha- um, CastBox. Spotify, iTunes, because we're kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast, you can listen to the 700 Days Podcast. Damn right. Dude, we're on platforms I don't even know about, to be honest with you, because I got on... One of the things that I got on just puts you everywhere, so I don't even know where we're at. I can't even name to you all the places we're at now. Damn. Most importantly, though, 
Uh, there's a link to our Etsy shop. Check that out. Um, I'm starting to post like vintage stuff on there now. Nice. I just sold a badass uh, Goliath gargoyle figure. Oh. Remember that uh, mm-hmm. cartoon from the 90s? Of course. <clears throat> I sold one of those on there. Um, I've got some Atari games I'm going to be putting up. Nice. I've got some old VHS tapes that are duplicates of some of my stuff. Nice. That I'm going to be sticking up there. Uh, if nice. you guys, I'm going to give you a hint. If you're into um, Invaders from Mars, that's probably the first tape i'm going to be posting on instagram here in a couple of days it's karen black classic nice and i love it from i think 1987 um but yeah i've got some uh, stickers up there and shit like that uh but i'm trying to get into the retro stuff a little bit because i think that's fun nice the little treasures that i find here and there and i'm going to share the wealth with you guys um and i guess we're on twitter too um jasperino at 700 tapes but I don't even understand Twitter. I, I don't even log on to the... The only reason Twitter's on there is because I've got a link to the Instagram. So anything mm-hmm. that goes on Instagram goes on Twitter. So if you don't want to go on Twitter or you're not on Twitter, just stick on Instagram. It's easy. There you go. If you're scared of Twitter and don't understand it like me... Right. Me too. I don't too. know. The girl the other day, she's like, I dropped into your DMs. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, have a nice day. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> I was like, hey, somebody said they dropped into my DMs. I'm scared. <laughs> he goes down in the DMs. Down in them DMs. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the what? Yeah, yeah. First yeah, yeah of the year. There we go. <laughs> it's a new year. It's a new me. You know what, though? Um, God, I'm doing all the talking here. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Just, we, we haven't sat down for a minute. Right. So, um,. I actually went and saw some live music last night. Sweet. It was, dude, I Sweet. can't tell you how good it felt to actually get out mm-hmm. and go do something mm-hmm. on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's been over a year probably since I've done something like that. And because uh, I'm not the social, you know, right. butterfly that you are. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you are Mr. Cocoon the himself. The globe trotter. Jet flying, yeah. limousine riding, uh-huh. kiss stealing, uh-huh. wheeling dealing, mm-hmm. son of a gun. Trying to keep these gators down. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell you what. Oh, trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Woo! But um, we went and saw a friend of ours' wife is in a band and she was playing nice at a hookah place in Tempe nice. last okay. night. And we went and checked it out, Ro and I. And, oh my God, we had so much fun. We just went and listened to some music, hung out a little bit, and then came home. But it was so cool. Like, I am so at home. Like, the past couple of years for me have been kind of a, a limbo. Mm-hmm. You know this because you knew me before. Right, right, right. My life changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds so weird. Like, <laughs> you knew me when I was Bertha. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you knew me before. And, you know, you kind of went through the whole mm-hmm. thing with me. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, I've been kind of in a limbo. Like, I had plans for my life that I'd been working on that kind of got put on hold. Right. And I really feel over the last couple of months, I've kind of. For lack of a better term, like blossomed, mm-hmm. like I really feel more like myself, and I've getting, I'm kind of picking up where I left off with some of my long term plans, because mm-hmm. okay, I'll share this with you guys because it's kind of personal, but here we are. Fuck it, it's our lives. Damn right. I my ten year plan mm-hmm. is to disappear mm-hmm. and live off grid mm-hmm. and out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and um, I had put that on hold. And I lost a bunch of my camping gear and shit like that Damn. when I got divorced. And, but I recently acquired some more shit, and nice. I'm, I'm starting to pick it up again. 
the mm. prepper in me is kind of coming back a little bit. Okay. And um, it feels good. Like I'm actually starting to look at pieces of land and stuff because it's a long-term goal. Right, Something right, right. I have to work on for a lot of years. Right. So And that got kind of stunted, mm-hmm. and now I'm back. And it feels really good. But it also felt good to go out and listen to some music because I am – that type of person, I am so at home mm-hmm. in a little dive bar. Oh yeah, with a live band playing mm-hmm. and a beer in my hand. That is heaven to me. Damn that right. is absolute on a Saturday night. It life doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, and it was nice to go to a little hookah place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't do hookah, but we smelled it. You know, you know, it smells good in there. They got all the different fragrances and shit that mm-hmm. people are smoking. That, a nice setting, you know. Nice, positive vibes. Mm-hmm. It was a reggae show. Nice. It was so fucking cool. Everybody was just chill. Everybody got along. There was no stress. Everybody just enjoyed the music. And yeah, everybody, was, everybody you met was just super nice. You know, and yeah, it was just really, really cool to get out and feel like you were doing something and having some fun again. Badass. Rather than I got to go to the grocery store and make sure there's toilet paper, you know, like mm-hmm. it was cool. And uh, no, nobody was talking about Corona mm-hmm. or politics mm-hmm. or this or that or all the bullshit that we've just been drowning in the last year. You guys were just in there catching vibes. And it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was really, really nice. So now that I've eaten all that shit up, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> to be honest, um, I'm actually fucking great. Nice. Like, you know, of course, me and you have seen each other off mics, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're never far away from each other. Never, never. I'm like, we are, you know, for lack of a better term, almost like butt cheeks. Oh, God. (laughs) We're close. Big. (laughs) No, but in in all honesty, uh, respect, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Respect. No homo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Roman and I are butt cheeks, and there ain't shit coming between us. Let me right. just tell you that. <laughs> that, was, that was that was funny, um, but in 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 all honesty, um, you you know I don't know if you know, but the other day when I you know I had my moment, yep, it was um, it was dope for you to be there, you know. That's cool. Um, because just your presence. You know, the, you know, two people that were there, you and Jeff, and um, you guys are the two people that are the closest to me, Hell you yeah. know. So being there in that moment, you guys being able to kind of help me through that was more than I could even, you know, express to you. Right. You know, so being able just in that moment, in that time, um, it was a, it was a, it was hold or fold. Right. You know, in that moment. And. I had to hold him. Yep. That, that that that's all it was to. There was no fold in in you know right. in the situation. Because um, I definitely felt like fuck this. You know this is what it is, and, and I was there. And sorry to be cryptic, mm-hmm. but you know there's sometimes shit happens in our lives. Right. And I wondered if we were going to talk about this on the podcast yeah, at all. Yeah, but, definitely, definitely. You know, um, I know you just you had some family shit go on, and mm-hmm. it was kind of hard for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just happened to be at the shop that day when it unfolded, and I'm glad I was there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because yeah, it scared me a little bit because I've never seen you out of sorts like that. Right. Because you're really. Roman is always calm and collective. And just like I was saying, man, 2020 sucks. It was a good year for me. That's Roman. <laughs> Positivity. Don't bring that shit up in here. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'm just positive. Yeah, and just to see you thrown off, or, mm-hmm. 
shook me a little bit because I'm like, there's something bad if, he, if, he, if he's this bad off. Like, for but I'm sure. Glad, I'm glad I was there. Look. Everything happens for a reason. For we're sure. where we're supposed to be at, at any given time because yes. we're supposed to be there, good mm-hmm. or bad. But yeah, I'm glad I could have your back. And I got your back, man. Yeah, right or die. Damn right. No matter what. So. I'm like, out, look, to be honest, and, and in, in that moment, it was, um, again, it was a growing moment. Right. And it showed me, you know, <laughs> just the the distance that I've gained with where I used to be right. and where I'm at now. Yeah. So understanding that and understanding the magnitude of that moment and getting past it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Man. We're kind of in the same place right there. I Damn think, right. The, Damn right. Of, it's a new beginning of something we were doing before anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel good about the, the this year yeah. and stuff. And everybody says that at the beginning of the year. I'm sure in 2020, everybody's like, I feel good. This, this is going to be my year. I think <laughs> things are really going to happen this year. <laughs> 2020 is my year. Right. Yeah, everybody says that every year. But I'm not saying 2021 is going to be my year. But I, this is going to be my year of making moves. Damn right. Which I haven't done in a long time. Damn and I'm right. Excited about. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Hell yeah. As, as far as the podcast goes, oh, and yeah. every every aspect of my life, we're just gonna keep getting it better and better. And I and I, you know I told you I would, I would you know kind of touch bases on this with you know on mics. Um, I feel like you know us having the little break allowed us to renew, like you said, recharge batteries right. and stuff like that. But I I think it allowed us to miss it a little bit. Yeah. You know, to where it, it I think it amplified us even back on the mics. I know damn sure a couple of our listeners were missing it because I was hearing from them. I, I believe the it. fuck, man? I believe <laughs> it. And, and understanding that we have um, a dope-ass audience. Yeah, we, we do. Have a, we have Thank a dope-ass platform, and we affect people on a day-to-day basis. I heard from one guy. He was like, I have now started over, and I'm listening to every episode again. Wow. You guys need to hurry up and get some new content. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to you. Hell yeah. Shout out so, to you. It was funny, because I've talked to two or three people now mm-hmm. that have gone back and listened to the first episode, mm-hmm. and a couple of them hadn't heard it before. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have grown so much since that first episode. I'm like, yeah. So that first episode, I was trying to be all serious and shit. <laughs> <laughs> now I just kind of cut loose. And it's funny, because I actually went back. I found a hard drive. Mm-hmm. I found all my old episodes of House of Freaks. Wow. And I went back and I, I listened to a little bit of a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And I am such a different person now. Oh, I believe it. And I didn't realize it. I, I, if I played one for you, you would be like, wow. Because, yeah, even, uh, I don't know if it's weird, if it's because I'm using a different soundboard or what, but my voice is deeper. Mm-hmm. Like, I sound somehow younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even though, though you were younger. Like, it was like three years ago, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just weird. But um, I'm I'm so different now. Like mm-hmm. I can kind of remember th- recording that shit, but I'm like, wow! Like I don't even know how to describe it to you. I just it, it was like I was listening to somebody else. I about to say it's somebody totally different. Yeah, and you can you can you you hear the familiar the fil- familiarity. familiarity. Yeah, and you know of course you know it's you, but it's like. Right. I was su- I was in a, such a different place then yeah. than I am now, and I didn't realize like how different I was until I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow! Eventually, I think I'm going to try and get those up. Nice. Um, somehow, like on a, it won't be an actual episode, but it'll be like maybe an extra here or there. I'll gotcha. drop it as a surprise every now and then. Or nice. I'll start with like episode one and just because there's. This is episode 30 uh-huh. of 700 Tapes. 
We did 30 episodes of House of Freaks. Wow. So I'm at the same point now mm-hmm. that I was at in my old podcast. It was 30 or 31. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I just know the last episode that we did was about the afterlife. Gotcha. Which is kind of symbolic if you think about it. Because this could be your podcast the afterlife. afterlife. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's weird. I'm, I'm really in that mindset uh-huh. now, too, of like thinking about things and the way things happen and did happen or going to happen and mm-hmm. been very philosophical about it. The thinking me is coming back. Good. And I feel like I've been in survival mode for two years, mm-hmm. two and a half years. And the the thinking Jasperino is coming back that nice. almost overthinks things, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it's pretty exciting. That's what's up. Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously. Like, I, you know, I am glad for your growth. Thank you. You know, Me especially, too. especially being able to see it hear it feel it right you know you're like whoa that because you've been there hell yeah you've been through the duration damn right but yeah and we had some time off i got to reorganize my toys a little bit i was looking and you know got a little little tear system going on these are batmobiles i got for Mm -hmm. christmas like row went out and found every like hot wheels batmobile she could nice and i thought that was pretty dope so i got them all lined up right yeah and uh, I kind of redid the shelf behind I was us. Looking, I got the bigger figures you. up there. I was... All those big Spider-Mans, that Captain America, Hulk, and that Iron Man, mm-hmm. were all in our Christmas tree. We went through this thing. We just got stupid. And when we found the big 12-inch figures, we'd buy them. And we had stuck them all over the Christmas tree. Nice. It was really cool. So then we took the Christmas tree down. Well, not down, but we took everything off it. We did not put mm-hmm. it away yet. But we took everything off it. So I finally got to set all my stuff up. Nice. And that Iron Man talks. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And he actually works, and he speaks English. I was going to say he wasn't saying, you but know, I'm not in Spanish. Pulling it down this time because right. I made a mess last time, and the batteries are dead on my Hulk. But that Iron Man, I assure you, he works. Nice. Anyway, in fact, hang on a second. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Keep talking. Oh shit! He said he wasn't going to pull it down. And I'm he's... not going to pull it down. Oh. You're going to be able to hear it in the background. Oh shit! What did he say? I have no idea. Armor, I... Online, I think. Mark 42, armor, engage. Did you hear that through the mic? Mark 42, armor, engage. I think so. I don't know if you guys heard that or not, but my Iron Man works. Yay. Nice. Mark 42, online. Armor, engaged. Armor, engaged. That's badass. I'm Iron Man, bitch. I always said that when he snapped his... It would have been so cool when he right. was like, I'm Iron Man, bitch. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's check this trailer out real quick and then we'll fuck around some more before we get into the movie. <laughs> Lowe's Theaters welcomes you to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Certificates are available at the box office. Thanks for helping us keep the theater clean. As you exit the auditorium, please deposit litter in trash receptacles in the lobby. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. We have just seen rushes direct from Hollywood of pictures being released in the coming weeks. And we are proud to announce that this theater will soon bring you the greatest array of pictures ever to reach our screen. 
You see the finest stars in exciting performances. You thrill to the suspense, comedy, romance, and drama of world-famous stories. Here's a glimpse of a few of them coming to this theater soon. Every 5,000 years. Remove the shield. When the three planets are in eclipse, the black hole like a door is open. Evil comes, spreading terror and chaos. There's nothing that can stop this. There is only one thing. Perfect. The Mondachiwan have in their possession the only weapon to defeat evil. Four elements. Gathered around the fifth. Selected for a mission of the utmost importance. What mission? Save the world. <laughs> is, uh, is that thing solid? Unbreakable. Good. Order of the stone. I don't know. And even if I did know, I wouldn't tell somebody like you. There's nowhere else to go. They ever said what it was. <laughs> no, it was more. It was more, more. There was more sound effects than there were. Like, you know why? Because it's a stunning movie. Mm-hmm. It's a beautifully done movie. Definitely. So there was a lot of visuals in the uh, <laughs> in the trailer, mm-hmm. which also I think this trailer made this movie look so much less chaotic than it actually was. Right. <laughs> I think they sold it as a uh, ninety Star Wars. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like a. a <laughs> On the tape. Your your typical A B C point movie, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like here's your plot point, 
but it was so much more fun than the trailer oh, yeah. you were credited for. Like, oh, yeah. This was not played up as a, a comedic kind of movie at all. Like, mm-hmm. it was played straight, like, mm-hmm. there's going to be Action. some serious shit going on here. Like, you know what I mean? The Even the mood music behind... <laughs> you know. <coughs> but, um, yeah. The Fifth Element. Get some facts on that. The film... Uh, the filament... <laughs> <laughs> the Fifth Element was released uh, May 9th, 1997. Mm-hmm. And you had told me that when you got here. It's two hours and six minutes long. This movie does not feel two hours and six minutes long. Not at all. Um, it goes so fast like because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies... It's streamlined. It leaves shit. you wanting more. Like mm-hmm. the Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same way. Oh, this movie's over already? Right. Like, you know, like, oh... Man, I need more. And that's that's the sign of a good movie. It leaves you wanting more. Mm-hmm. And it never made a sequel. Right. Perfect. Right. Leaves you wanting more. Doesn't give you more that disappoints you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Perfect. They knew they had a good thing. They left it alone. Mm-hmm. And then you had said that you thought this was probably a blockbuster. And I was like, actually, it was. Summer blockbuster? Was, it was not. Really? Um, this movie cost $93 million to make. The opening weekend, it made $17 million. And it only grossed in the USA $63 million, but worldwide it did 263 which means it was way of a more success overseas than right. it was here. But opening weekend, I'm surprised somebody didn't lose their job over this movie. $17 million. What came out around then? Uh, May of 1997. Yeah. Let's see what other blockbusters. Let's jump over to the old Google here. May 1997. Summer movie. movie. Okay, movie. Releases. Let's see. Oh, shit. Batman and Robin. <laughs> um, 187. Uh, the Devil's Own. Breakdown. Which relic. Kurt Ru- Kurt Russell, the Kurt Relic. Russell movie. The Relic, which was kind of a disappointing movie. Lost Highway. That movie was that the the soundtrack to that movie was never seen it a number one hit. I never saw it either, but I had the soundtrack. Click the click on more movies. See what because every every good alternative band from that time was on that soundtrack. Liar Liar, Liar. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yep, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, which I love. Austin Powers, Private Parts, Face Off, Men Face in Black, Face Off, GI Jane. Go ahead. Suck. My dick. <laughs> this is what killed it right here. Yeah, it had to have been Men in Black. Men in Black. Or, or Face Off. Yeah, no. Face Off wasn't that big a hit either. Really? It was Men in Black. That's what killed this movie. Because Men in Black is also a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Event Horizon. Event Horizon came out in May. <laughs> nice. Mimic. Mimic was a good movie. Yeah, have you ever yeah, seen it? Yeah. I liked that movie Starship a lot. Troopers, the first one. Funny shoes. Funny shoes. Yeah. Yes, funny shoes. Click, 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 click. Alien Resurrection. Okay. Nice. Right. Winona Ryder. Thrillers. Kiss the Girl. The Thriller. Devil, Devil's Advocate. Thriller. Lost World is a thriller? I guess so. I would consider that sci-fi. Or action. But, um, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah. Dante's Peak. Anaconda. <laughs> My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Here's what killed it was Free Willy no, 3. Oh, Titanic, too. Oh, Titanic and Men in Black? Because Titanic, remember, that's what fucked up Event Horizon. Yep. 
Shall oh we? my god, Titanic came out this yeah. Holy shit. That was the summer blockbuster and Men in Black. Yeah. I went and saw I went and saw Men in Black like three times. I remember watching I remember going to pick up my aunt because she watched Titanic mm-hmm. and she was like blown away by Titanic. So Men in Black, my wife and I went and saw it, and mm-hmm. then we took our kids to the drive in to see it. Mm-hmm. And then me and my brother went and saw it again. I remember seeing so remember I told you um the last time I I remember going to the drive in. Yeah. We watched Men in Black. It nice. was a, it was a double take, and if I'm nice. not mistaken, it uh, it was Men in Black. It was always then, a double feature at the, um, the drive-in. I think it was You Got Mail. It was it was oh, like a, a rom com or something. I don't know if You Got Mail came out then, You've but got I think mail. it was something like that. But yeah, Titanic. Mm-hmm. We went and saw that because everybody went and saw it. And that movie, though, it was really weird. This doesn't happen to me a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You cried. No, I don't <laughs> no. know if it was the, uh, the. I believe you. You didn't cry, do you? I, like no. I don't know if it was the buildup of the movie and the hype behind it, and just a constant barrage on my brain of it. I came home that night, I went to bed. I dreamt about that fucking movie. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Damn. Because I knew I was seeing something kind of special for the time, like it had never been done before. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal, and blah blah blah. No, I actually um, laughed. Oh, and you I bought sh- into the hype. Huh? To okay. this day, I laugh about the part where she's like. I'll never let go. At the end, they're like, "Man, we have a boat. We're gonna rescue you." Get the fuck off me! Let me go. You're dead. Ah, I'm over here. I was like, "What?" And then Jack just—he's got that look on his face when he sings. Look, I think the funniest part for me I'll in that movie go. is when dude hits a propeller. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh when he my falls, gosh. That was amazing. Oh my god. And yeah, that was that inappropriate moment where I went. Oh, yo! <laughs> yeah, everybody thought I was an asshole. It was that was the best part of the whole movie. Look, and Whoa. I remember that, my dad having that. Um, it's a double tape. It's two tapes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is two tapes. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I tapes. have one. Damn. I think I gave it away though. Damn. I had a copy, and I think I gave it to somebody because they were starting that Jerry Maguire thing where they were going to make a pyramid out of Titanic tapes, and I gave them mine because I was like. What are the odds that we are ever going to cover this movie on the podcast? <laughs> Maybe episode 703? I don't know. Here's the a, here's a thing, because we're talking about the future and stuff. Mm-hmm. 700 Taste Podcast. Mm-hmm. When we get to 700, do we stop? Just call it good? 700 Tapes. This is the movie. Let you, I'll let you know when we get there. It's movie number 700. Titanic. <laughs> the ship sinking, bitch. Right. Get off the boat. I liked uh, Steve Harvey. Just sink the damn ship already. We all know why we're here. Did you see that dry ass movie? <laughs> Just sink the boat. But that, to be honest, understanding the the mag, you know, the magnitude of Titanic and it, Men in Black. Yeah, I'm like understanding those two for sure. Yeah. Like, and this is a good ass fucking movie. It is. It's I, a fun. I it's a fun. It's a super so fun much. movie. It makes sense, though. All right, here we go. Dramas, one eight seven. Uh, seven years in Tibet. That was an Oscar winner that year. Amistad was Amistad. also. Um, oh, Fools Rush In was the rom com. Uh, also, my best friend's wedding. As good as it gets, that's a good movie. It's it's one of those. As um, good as it gets is a good ass movie. I love Jack. What Nicholson. is uh, what's the what's the one right here with uh, um, Julie Roberts? What is that one? My best friend's wedding. I think that's the one then. Oh, uh, oh! I know what you did last summer came out this year. Wow. That was Wishmaster, cool. the first one. I love Wishmaster. Yeah. American Werewolf in Paris. Damn. That's a great movie. Scream 2. Damn. 
LA Confidential. Okay. Fucking love that movie so much. Okay. I have that on Laserdisc over there. I'm going to put it in a frame. Goodwill here. Hunting. Yep. Oh, Home Alone 3. Oh. <laughs> Trash. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, Chasing Amy came out in 1997. Look, one of my favorite Kevin movies. Kevin Smith's Goodness. Love Jones. Love that movie. It's I don't awesome. even know what that is. Oh, damn. Never Jackie heard Brown. Of it. Jackie Brown came out. Oh, shit, yeah. Most nice. people tell you that's the least. That's their least favorite out of you really? know, Tarantino's. It's a good movie. I fuck with it. I don't think I have a least Con favorite Air Tarantino too? movie. Dang. Oh, Steven Seagal, Fire Down Below. Oh. We will be covering that movie because I have it. Look, I have look, a lot of Steven Seagal. If you have Fire Down Below, you need to go to the doctor, okay? Right. The <laughs> uh, Peacemaker was a good movie. Never seen it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Nicole Kidman is... Uh, she's a... Um, What's it called? She works for the embassy. Liaison. Yeah, in the embassy, and she finds out some crazy shit, and the terrorists are trying to kill her, and George Clooney has to protect her. It's pretty good. Air Force One came out that year. That's a good-ass movie. Stomping in my Air Force One, big boy. B2, cruise control. Trash. Oh, my God. You know what? If I ever get my hands... That's a boat you should get off of, too. If I ever get my hands (laughs) on Speed 2... Uh-huh. And Roadhouse 2. Oh, there's a Roadhouse 2? There is a Roadhouse 2. If I ever get my hands on those two movies, we're doing them as a double tap. Ugh, that hurt do, my stomach. We will do a horrible sequel double tap episode. Look, and How much I, fun will that and be? I know you said you like this movie, but Grease 2? Hell yeah. That's my jam. Really? I like Grease 2 better than the first you're one. You're fucking crazy. Hell yeah. You're crazy. You're That's, crazy, Jasper. You're, you're crazy. crazy. <laughs> That's just me being a shit starter, I think, though. <laughs> Oh Jesus! So anyway, um, did you know? Let's hear it. Um, Luke Be- Luke Besson. Oh, hang on. There's something we need to check here that you said you wanted to check on, because the soundtrack to this movie mm-hmm. oh, is, is, is incredible is for sure. So let's see who did that. Um, which is weird because I never look at that. So, um, let's see. Full cast and crew. Written and directed by Luke Besson. Screenplay by Mark Kamen. Um, where's all the sound and all that shit? In the speakers. Here we, oh my god. Writing credits. Cast. Okay, let's go further down. And find the crew. Um, it's alphabetical order. Music by Eric Serra. There we go. Uh, that, that, that is the name that I've also cinematography Daria Arbogast whoever that is amazing film editing Sylvia Landra I made a comment while we were watching this how good the editing in this movie was mm-hmm. between all the shit happening at the same time and just jumping back and forth right um, let's see what else she did I don't know if it's a she I'm just saying because Sylvia um, Catwoman I'm done <laughs> fuck you <laughs> The editing in this movie was trash. Anyway, Eric Sarah, let's see what he did. He also did Goldeneye. Oh. Um, Leon. Oh, that's that's uh is that the the what is the French one? Yeah, we use like the hitman. Wasn't he is that the one he was the hitman? Um yeah, I thought there'd be all kinds of epic movies on here, but I don't see any. Goldeneye, um all oh, the messenger. Which also starred uh, Mia Jovovich. Okay. The story of Joan of Arc. That movie's horrible. Um, Rollerball, Banditas. Okay. Never mind. 
he he hit his peak in this movie, I think. Yeah. Because the movie in this, the the music in this movie, for every scene was absolutely perfect. Right. Cinematography was good. Let's see what uh, Thierry did. They all worked on Leon. That's so funny. La Femme Nikita. It's a cool movie. Um, okay, never mind. I'm hitting a brick wall here on all these guys. Catwoman. All these guys worked on Catwoman, too. Wow. All right. Well, Bad. that's the last time we do that on this yeah. on this segment. Okay, yeah. let's get to trivia. <laughs> um, Luke Besson demanded that most of the action shots in the movie take place in broad daylight. He was reportedly tired of the dark spaceship corridors and dimly lit planets common in science fiction films and wanted a brighter, cheerfully crazy look as opposed to a gloomy, realistic one. And I think he achieved it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> um, the divine language spoken by Lilu was invented by co-writer and director Luke Besson and further refined by Mia Jovovich, who had little trouble learning and developing it as she was already fluent in four languages. The language had only 400 words, and he and Mia Jovovich held conversations and wrote letters to each other in the language's practice. By the end of filming, they were able to have full conversations in this language. Wow. And all I got to say to that is, they want the Big bada boom. Uh, we skipped this part. Um, this movie stars Bruce Willis mm -hmm. as Corbin Dallas. Mm -hmm. Gary Oldman is Zorg. Oh mm -hmm. my God, Gary Oldman. Um, Mia Jovich is Lilu. Chris Tucker, what's wrong with you? As Ruby Rod. Uh, Luke Perry is Billy. Um, Ian Holm. What's that? It's Cornelius. Ian Holm is Cornelius. Um, Tom Tiny Lister as the president. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in peace. If I'm not mistaken, um, Ian Holmes died too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who? What, it's Bilbo Baggins. Oh, that's right. Bilbo. Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit Bilbo. of them all. Do you know that song? Mm -hmm. A little bit. Bum, 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 bum. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I, I was about to go there, but let's not. Um, Tricky's in this movie. He's right arm. Um, I think that's about, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. So I wanted to say, um, Gary. So we were talking about as we were watching this mm -hmm. that Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis in every movie. Damn right. Just different name, but he's still Bruce Willis. Damn right. Touch me again, I kill you. <laughs> but the flip side of that coin is Gary fucking Oldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you almost will miss in movies because you don't know it's him because he's so fucking good at changing who he is. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Dracula, that's your Dracula, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I have crossed oceans of time for that big ass. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say bitch, but oh, no. that worked out, that I was gonna, out too. I was going to say the other side, the other part of the woman's anatomy, but I don't want to be crass. Gotcha. So I went with the ass. That makes sense. And I like how you rhyme that crass Sacrifice and ass. It. The crass. I went for the ass <laughs> on that little lass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bitch, where were you when I was walking? <laughs> Kinkuna. 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 There it is. It was, it was, I was like. Kid Cuddy. Oh, yeah, I was like. Kid Cuddy. You mean King Kunta? Yeah, that's it. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that Kendrick Lamar song. I was yeah, like, right, cool. that fella right there. You're He's like, really talented. I like him a lot. Yeah, like <laughs> Kid, Kid Cootie. I was like, you mean Kid Cuddy? You know, <laughs> I really like that Kid Cootie fella. He's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> X on the cooties, but you know. Right. 
So uh, the flying traffic created by the visual effects team at Digital Domain allowed artists to create personalized license plates. Nice. Though never visible in the movie, the state slogan printed on all license plates reads, New York, the fuck you state. What? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> at the time, it was the most expensive movie ever produced outside of Hollywood. Most expensive production in Gomet's history. And at $80 million U.S., the visual effects budget of the movie was the highest of its time. Damn. And it paid off because you commented while we were watching this. The effects in this movie really hold up. up. Yeah. They really hold up to time. They don't look that cheesy at all. No. And I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, Especially the flying cars. Mm -hmm. They look every bit as good. We were just talking about Star Wars. Damn right. As the flying cars in Star Wars Episode Mm 2 or 3, which came out, what, 10 years later? Yeah. Give or take. Absolutely. Um, in most shots of Gary Oldman, there is a circle around his head. In fact, a circle in the middle of the frame is nearly constant motif in this movie. Bruce Willis, on the other hand, is more often framed by a rectangular doorway behind him. That's mm. really cool. They did that shit on purpose. Nice. Get this. Luke Besson wrote this story in high school and made the hero a taxi driver because his own father worked a second job as a taxi driver. He did this to support Luke going to art school. Luke has a taxi driver in almost all of his movies in honor of his father. That's badass. Pretty cool. Bruce Willis ad-libbed the line, Look, lady, I only speak two languages, English and bad English. I think what he meant by bad English was fuck you. Like swear words? Yeah. Swears? <laughs> swear on it. Vin Diesel provided the voice of Finger, but didn't receive any on-screen credit. Okay. Finger's the guy that owned the, the cab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, where's my cab at? He's like, oh, it's in great shape. It's fine. Yeah, that was Vin Diesel. That's pretty cool. Never would have known. Well, it gave it away because at the end he was like, I am Groot. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, Letty. (laughs) I guess he was just a knock around guy. (laughs) Was he saving Ryan's private? No, it's uh, Shaving Ryan's Privates. (laughs) That was the adult version of uh, that movie. Oh, shit. You know, Vin Diesel's in that. Saving oh, Private. oh, Saving Private Ryan, not huh? the other one. Yeah, right, right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. He's he's the one that gets shot. Right. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people got shot in that movie. Well, he's running and right. The stars in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the stars in the background were created by poking holes in a sheet of black fabric. Nice high tech shit right there. Nice. Gary Oldman is such a good friend of Luke Besson that he took the part without reading the script. Doing this movie to repay Besson for partly financing Oldman's movie Neil by Mouth in 1997. Asked in a 2014 interview if he liked the movie, Oldman stated, Oh no, I can't bear it. He had explained in 2011, It was me singing for my supper because Luke had come in and partly financed my film. That's funny because he was so good. effing good in this movie. Yes. Yeah. The Diva, read that. The Diva Plaga Vagapav. Plava Laguna. Mm-hmm. Cuz you wanted me to say that, huh? No. Nah, the Diva Plava Laguna <laughs> is played by Mawin, <laughs> Luke Besson's fiance at the time. She took the role after the original actress failed to show up. Oh. Is Crazy. she is she an actual singer or No, um the voice that's used is an actual opera singer. I can't remember her name though. But um Actually, the uh, music at the end of this mm-hmm. is her live doing this song. Gotcha. That actual singer. And she's got a see-through dress on, mm-hmm. and underneath the dress, she's wearing the white like tape outfit oh, that nice. Lilu has on. It's really freaking cool. 
Um, I'm sure her name is in here somewhere. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, Luke Besson said that casting Bruce Willis was the easiest part of the movie. I came to New York City. He read the script. Two hours later, he said he'd do it. You got nice. to read the one directly below it. According to the Ultimate Edition DVD, Prince and Michael Jackson were sources of inspiration for the part of Ruby Rod, and both were even considered for the role, with Prince being the first choice. Wow. It, to be honest, it, it, it makes sense. He was very Prince-like. Very. Not as much Michael Jackson, right. but very Prince-like. Very Prince-like. Like, um, but I can't see anybody but Chris Tucker in that role. Right. However, we were talking about Gary Oldman being Zorg. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was saying I could totally see Nicolas Cage in that role. Mm-hmm. And you were saying the guy that played Max Headroom mm-hmm. or Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. So that was funny. Gary Oldman played Zorg as a cross between then-presidential candidate Ross Perot and Bugs Bunny, and now I can totally see it. Wow. That's funny. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Luke Besson wanted to show the future is not dark and dangerous. The future is very funny. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we all watch Spaceballs. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And Spaceballs. Spaceballs. <laughs> Kick you in the, kick you in the space balls. Damn. <laughs> what did I do? I know I got lazy. I'm so used to Roman. I just let him come over now. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at for not making the bed before Roman came over. Damn. Are you on? I am on. You're on too. Oh, shit. Say hi, Ro. Hey, Ro. Yay. <laughs> 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 She's so funny. <laughs> I keep trying to get her to throw on some headphones and get on a mic. She won't do it. But when we do Gone in 60 Seconds, I'm going to make her because we cannot talk about that movie without having her on here. And she'll just be gone in 60 seconds. Green she'll be salad fine. up, green salad down. Green mm-hmm. salad up, mm-hmm. green salad down. Sweet. It took a team of 80 workers five months to build the models used in this movie. Damn. Uh, the, f- uh, the people populating the roofs, decks, and windows during the visual effects sequences in New York City are the artists and employees at Digital Domain who worked on the movie. That's pretty cool. I like when they do that. Right. Um, selected as the opening film for the 1997 Cannes Film Festival. That's pretty cool. Is it Cannes or Cannes? I Cannes, oh. I think. Mm-hmm. If we're wrong, you can drop us a line at 700tapes at gmail.com and tell us that we're stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Besson has expressed interest in making a sequel. No, incorrect. Do not do that. Leave it alone. Yay. Uh, Mia Jovich beat out over 3,000 women who auditioned for the role of Lilu. To be honest, I think this is it's probably her first movie. I think this is her. And if it wasn't her first movie, it's her breakout role for sure. Right. And she's pretty much been typecasted as the stronger, you know, the strong female lead. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I don't know if that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. Known now for the Resident Evil movies. Right. I don't know. Let's check out her filmography. All the way to the bottom. Fifth Element definitely was not it. So no, it was Two Moon Junction. Those are the Night Train to Kathmandu. That's a TV movie. Paradise TV series. Married with children. Married with children. She was in one episode as your vet. Love in the marriage. Love yep. in the marriage. She was on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Return to Blue Lagoon. She was in Cuffs. Chaplin. Dazed and Confused. Yeah. This was not her first movie. This is just her breakout role, I think. Never heard of any of those. 
Because, uh, yeah, this is the movie where... Because for years, she was the chick from The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was in Zoolander. I've never seen Zoolander, so I wouldn't know. But. I'm not a fucking... What's his name fan, so... Oh, uh, Ben Stiller? Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so yeah, this was not her first film, so... Interesting. Mm. Uh, but she bit out 3,000 women. That's cool. Bit out. Beat out. <laughs> eat out. I mean, beat out. <laughs> the actor playing the cop in the driver's seat waiting at the McDonald's restaurant with 65 trillion served written on it is Mac McDonald. I don't know who that is. Neither do I. When the Mandashawan aliens appear in 1914 Egypt, remember that name because in my notes I only call them the robot dudes. So Mandashawan. <laughs> All right. Mandashawan. Yeah. In 1914 Egypt, the professor panicking says, uh, uh, are you German? <laughs> In the German version, he says, Since Herr von der Erde, which roughly translates, Are you from here, Earth? Yay. Boo. Uh, just after Zorg says he admires a cold-blooded, clean, methodical killer, an explosion blasts out of an opening exactly as in Leon, the professional which all these guys worked on also. Mm-hmm. Also by Luke Besson with Gary Oldman about such a killer. Look, read the one directly under it. <laughs> Jean, uh, Jean Reno was the original choice for the part of Corbin Dallas. I don't know who Jean Reno is. That's the dude. Isn't that the dude from... The is it the dude from... Leon? Leon? I think that's professional? him. Yep. Holy fuck it is. Booyah! Wow, they really had a boner for that dude. I This movie wouldn't have worked without no. Bruce Willis in it. This would have been a forgotten movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Leon Professional. Right? <laughs> that was a cool movie. Yeah. I think there was like three of them too. Ah, here it is. In the movie, Mywin is actually lip syncing to soprano Inva Mula. She practiced 30 times a day for three months to get the song right. Nice. Look that up. Inva Mula. Uh, just put like song from Fifth Element live and you'll see the one that I use for the end of this episode. Is she dancing too? She is kind of <laughs> dancing like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Nice. So anyway, um, the parasites being disinfected from the landing gear of the spaceship uh, by a team of sealed suits are actually Boglins, the 1980s puppet toys. With them is a bumble ball, a battery operated shaking and vibrating ball covered with rubber knobs. That's hilarious. Nice. I remember Boglins. Those are fucking cool. And they're super expensive and rare if you find them now. And I loved it. All the dudes working down there were Rasta guys smoking weed. That was fucking hilarious. 300 years in the future. That's fucking cool. I assume they were moving like plutonium into the fucking ships and stuff like that green shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, One handed. Right. Like this is how you do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is how we do it. The visual effects crew said figuring out what evil should look like was the hardest part of their job. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's funny. The text scrolling across the Times Square theater marquee as Corbin drives down through traffic is actually an excerpt from an email dispute between several artists at Digital Domain. Other signs on digital and practical miniature buildings contain similar in-jokes and references to the large cylindrical tanker truck that Corbin's cab almost hits at the end of the Descent is decorated with the logo of a Venice, California pizza parlor that was a favorite of digital domain artists. That's pretty cool. Nice. That's it. And that's a hell of a <laughs> plug for your hell uh, yeah, it is. business. Shit. This movie takes place in 1914 and 2263. 
crazy. The actors inside the Mondeshawan suits used mini television monitors to see where they were going. It took three people 20 minutes to dress one Mondeshawan. Do you think in 2263, people are going to be going, man, according to Fifth Element, we're supposed to have flying cars and shit. You know, I already said that about Back to the Future. Because then in 2020, they're like, where's my flying car? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was okay with just a hoverboard. Where's my hoverboard? That's what I want. Well, you know, you can't use a hoverboard over water unless you got got power. (laughs) Funny thing is we said that the other day. I know, that's why I said it again. It was so, like, on point. Inside joke. Yes. Part of the song that the diva sings is from the opera Lucia di la Mamor and very often goes by the title of the mad song. It is sung by Lucia after she murders Arturo, whom she was forced to marry on their wedding day. Lucia is hallucinating that she has married the man she really loves, Edgardo, her brother's nemesis. Edgardo. <laughs> there was a man, and his name was Edgardo. Because it's definitely not Edward, though. No. Mm-mm. That's a G. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a G. It's like me. It's a G. <laughs> I'm glad you picked that up, Doc. All but two of the Mondeshawan suits were destroyed after production. At least one of the surviving suits now belongs to Nick Dudman. Why would they destroy them? It's weird. Because they're fat, rounded, bulbous. Well, goddamn. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. <laughs> You walk fast, so you're good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, those dudes weren't moving fast <laughs> no, at all. No. Ruby Rod was not the original name for Chris Tucker's character. It was Loke Rod. The original name appears in the script in the movie novelization. That's funny. All right. Mia Jovich was covered with bruises throughout the entire shoot from fucking around with me. Oh. <sighs> According to Luke Besson, even Bruce Willis said to her, Come on, it's fake. Don't break your head over it. <laughs> That's funny. If you, if you, clo- I'm thinking that's if you listen closely when Ruby Rod sings all night long, Bruce Willis can be seen trying not to laugh. If you, <laughs> if you look, look closely. closely. Okay. That's funny. Uh, the buildings in New York City miniatures were up to 20 feet tall. The street was 80 feet long and it took nine months to build. Interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm good. I think we're good. There's a lot of trivia here. Mm-hmm. Um, despite Luke Perry being credited sixth, he has fewer than 100 words in the movie. <laughs> hmm? That's funny. Um, I'm trying to find something interesting because there's so much. Jamie Foxx was considered for the part of Ruby Rod. Kevin Costner was considered for the role of General Munner. General Monroe. That's I'm the guy that comes to his house. Got you. That looks like... Jake Busey. <laughs> he looks like old Jake Busey. <laughs> Which I guess would be Gary Busey. <laughs> right. Wah, wah. I could see Jack. I could think Jamie Foxx would have pulled off Ruby Rod pretty good. Uh, what do you think? Nah, nah. No? Uh, to be honest, I can't see anybody else. Yeah, but I think if anybody else could have done it, I think it would have been Jamie Foxx. I don't Maybe. know. Again, because I, cause I always, like, every time I've seen him, I've always got Prince vibes. I never thought dude was, like, gay. Yeah, yeah. Because well, he's he always. Like, he's banging chicks left and right. Right. Dude. So I'm like, yeah, okay. That's Prince. Right. Know. Anyway. Mel Gibson. Was Mel considered. Gibson was considered for the role of Corbin Depp. Really? No. Gary Oldman and Tiny Listen. Period in the Dark Knight. Mm. 
Um, Julie Roberts was considered for the role of Lilo. Lilu? No. Maybe Stitch, but not Lilo. Oh, my God. Lilu <laughs> is what I meant. Lilo. <laughs> I can't feed the fish a tuna sandwich. That would be an abomination. Ohana means family. Ohana means go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway. All oh, right. So yep. let's jump into the movie here. Jump, jump, jump. Jasperino make you jump, jump. 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 Lacey will make you jump, jump. 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 Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> so the fifth element. I actually had previews on this tape. Nice. Good ones. Nice. The first preview. Starship fucking troopers. <laughs> yes. We will be covering that on this podcast because I do have it on VHS. Nice. And I love the fuck out of that movie. Right. I love it so much. It's a fun movie. Oh, man. I saw that like three times, too, when it came out. I don't know why the franchise is such shit. It's like it's almost yeah, like don't bother tremors. with any because oh my god, I won't talk about that either. It's keeping Michael Gross gainfully employed. Oh yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure, for sure. But um, yeah, Starship Troopers. Oh man, I was so into that movie when it came out. I was so excited about it because it's everything a B movie lover loves. Like it's yeah. Oh my god, it's a dope ass movie. Yeah, it was like pretty it. good. Um, next movie was Desperate Measures. Do you remember this movie? I remember the title, but I couldn't tell you what it's Michael about. Keaton and Andy Garcia. Michael Keaton's like a serial killer or something, but Andy Garcia is the cop that arrested him. It's such a stupid plot for a movie. Michael Keaton's the only guy in the world that can give a kidney to his kid that's dying. Andy Garcia's kid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's such a 90s plot, you know what I mean? And uh, so, of course, he agrees to do it so he can escape. And now Andy Garcia has to save him to save the life of his son. And they can't let them kill him because it'll ruin the organ, which is also bullshit. Trash. So the third one, you're going to like this one. Mask of Zorro. Hey. Yeah. Remember when um, Catherine Zeta-Jones was the hottest woman on the planet mm -hmm. for about two years mm -hmm. when she was a Mask of Zorro? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, Antonio Banderas. Mm -hmm. Banderas. Anthony goddamn Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Anthony Hopkins, remember that movie? He was the original Zorro. Mm -hmm. And then he passed it down to Antonio Banderas. The Catherine Zeta-Jones was his daughter. Yes. Um, yeah. Dude, that movie is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love this movie. And then there was really, a part really two good. that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that was... Um, Zorro the Gay Blade. Oh. That's not what it was called. Shoves it in you. Oh. All the way in. Pointy. Yeah. Let me show you my gay blade. I'll put it in you. I'll take off my mask. Once I put it in you, you won't want me to take it out. Okay, so then we got a preview for uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind Collector's Edition on videotape. You ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Mm-mm. That is a boring ass movie. It's about aliens. Yeah. Written and directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. Big, big movie of its time. It is boring as shit. Horrible. And it was a big deal at the time. It's mm. horrible. Um, the next one was American Pop. A really weird 80s animated movie about music. All right. And the animation style is like... Uh, how to like remember heavy metal? Mm -hmm. It's that same kind of animation, like that old like late seventies, early eighties oh, type okay. of animation. It's really weird looking. Anyway, and then there was a preview for Men in Black. Nice. Here comes Men in Black. 
Galaxy Defenders. Hey, hey. Mm-mm. Good guys dressed in black. Remember that. Right. In case we were face to face to make contact. Mm-hmm. Look at you spitting bars. MIB. Look, that music video. You saw you did not see. Look, that music video was tight. He said Nazi. Double entendre. No. Just ride with me. Just ride with me. Just me. Stop. For a second. He was like the hottest dude. Yeah, he was. Music wise, movie wise. Like he like you couldn't you couldn't touch Will Smith. Like he was hot. Hot hot. Like scorching. Like mid nineties was Big nah, nah, Willie nah, style. Nah, 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 nah. Look, that Big nah, Willie nah, style nah, nah, CD is nah, fire. Nah, nah. I, don't, Jiggy, I don't care what I no can't one lie. says. You're right. I don't care what no You're one absolutely says. Absolutely right. That CD it's is funny because the quintessential nineties yes, track. You know, nineties CD. That is. That was good shit. Yeah. I can't even lie. I was bumming that shit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right along with Tupac and yeah, Biggie uh-huh. and Will Smith. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yep. crazy. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you're right. Yo, Jeff. I'm as fire. Jeff did security for him. Are you serious? And he hates Will Smith. Really? He's so, jerk. He, yeah, he said he's he said he's the most you know actingest motherfucker you know. Oh, that sucks. He said like people would come in and he would treat you like shit. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Cause damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Yeah. Oh my god. I still have that CD. Yo, it's over there. I can look. I can picture the front of the cover. Yeah, yeah. big wig, got the white mm-hmm. shirt and the shirt over it. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he like big wig styles all in it. A blue suit, uh, like a blue like. Uh, it was like one of the Miami Vice type suits. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know that one song that was like y'all must have forgot or well, I can't remember it now. Like yeah, like that CD was fire. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Welcome like, to Miami. Look, that, yeah, man. <laughs> I was gonna try to think of the hook, but I couldn't. I walk into the city with a yeah. on, on, right. on, yep. on to, to the, the break of dawn. To Miami, he's like, I'm and going to. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to Miami. Welcome to Miami. And then she's like, Miami. Yeah, that's a yeah. I think she says Miami. I think she spells out Miami. Oh, M I E A M I Miami. Yeah, whatever. I'm about to fuck this up right now, watch. Oh shit. You're talking about Miami? Oh shit. Uh, when you're talking about rappers mm-hmm. that kinda from that era. Trick Daddy. No. What? DJ Laz. Mm. You'll know this. You'll know this. You'll remember this when you hear it. Oh no, man. Like, I'm glad I had to mute it because yeah. the commercial came up. Yeah. That would have been embarrassing. For sure. Alright, here we go. Oh, it's got like a thing going on first. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. So the chick brought a white dude to the party. Here it is. This bass is about to hit. Mm-hmm. There's bass music right here. Hey, hey, hey. What? What? Yeah. This is my shit right here. <laughs> you guys are bobbing your heads. You know you are. DJ Laz. Right. Dude, I just saw my buddy Joe in this video. <laughs> Whole nine fellas grab a girl, let's work that beat. 
Some booty in this video. I love this hook. Yeah. You said you scratch it with his mouth. Oh, he was killing it. Yeah, you said Miami. This is the first thing I thought of. All right, there we go. I'm gonna play the whole thing. <laughs> Let's get back to the movie. Yeah. So, all right. So, we're <laughs> fuck, I love that. When you got a nice system in your car, that thing fucking drops. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. You couldn't really hear it on this. Cause so, you, know, you have to think. Uh, so, Pitbull took that hook. Oh, did he? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. He took the hook. Because oh. Pitbull's from Miami. Oh, okay. So, and he's Cuban. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think he's Cuban. Yep. Yes. So, that makes sense for him to take that hook and make it. Yeah. Because that was, yeah, uh-huh. that was a big hit. So anyway, okay, so now after Men in Black, we get uh, opening credits, and we're flying through space, which mm-hmm. now we know was a uh, black shoe with a bunch of little holes poked in it. <laughs> and we get the, you know, the star names and then the fifth elements. So, and this is cool. I like it because there's no music while this is happening. It's just an ambiance, like mm-hmm. a low hum, like, oh. it really reminded me of the uh, opening for Alien. Mm-hmm. Because remember, Alien, there was nothing. It was just silence. That made it so like, fucking creepy. If I'm not mistaken, then you hear the the ship. Yep, yep. Yeah. So then um, then we see this huge-ass spaceship mm-hmm. coming towards Earth. And it's got that cool under-boob shot of the Earth. with the You can see the atmosphere. So anyway, I can think of describe it. It's the under part of the Earth. It looks like an under-boob. Under-boob. The, you know. Anyway, so um, then they show Egypt, 1914. Mm-hmm. They start right at the beginning. And this kid's running up on a camel or whatever. He jumps down. There's a bunch of kids hanging out outside this little pyramid thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a pyramid. It was like a little shack or whatever. And he runs in, and he's got, he brought um, water or something. Mm-hmm. But his friend's in there. Aziz is his friend who's Trying in there to keep the light. holding up the mirror so they can have light, and he's falling asleep. And he's like, Aziz, light! Is the professor. He's getting mad. He's trying to read these drawings. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to translate these drawings, and he's saying that they say that the ultimate evil will come. And Luke Perry is like his assistant, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there drawing the symbols and stuff that he's telling him to. And Luke Perry's like, so when's this going to happen? And he goes, every 5,000 years. He's like, oh, so we've got a little bit of time. <laughs> so then um, the hood guy shows up, the uh, the priest the priest dude, mm-hmm. and I called him hood guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think he was also in The Mummy at some point. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, um, he is going to give them water, but he's poisoning the water because mm-hmm. they've learned too much. So mm-hmm. he's going to kill them. Right. And um, he's trying to get him. This is so funny because he's trying to get the professor to drink the water and he won't drink it. Like he's putting it up he's to his lips and not drinking it and bringing it up and not drinking it. He's like, and then he dumps it out and he's like, we can't toast with water. Go get the wine. So Luke Perry's getting the wine. Meanwhile, this huge spaceship shows up over the little building and it eclipses everything. He's like, Aziz, light! And then the spaceship lights come on and light up the whole thing. He's like, oh, yes, better. And then the alien robot dudes come out. So my thought is, how what were the they fuck called? didn't you hear? What were they called? Metalachis? The, the Marmadukes. Metalachi. <laughs> the, I don't know, Mar- Marguins or whatever. Whatever. Mega what? Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> How, how the fuck didn't you hear that spaceship? Right, well, that's they were showing. I think 
that's how engulfed, entrenched he was in his work, like enveloped he was in his work. Like he wasn't noticing. Because the dudes spaceship. were right up on top of him before he even knew they were there. Right. So they come waddling in. There's like three or four of them. And they're just do-do-do-do-do-do. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Right. So Lou Perry's freaked out, but he starts sketching them real quick. Right. To draw what they look like. And then they tell the priest. Um, the priest was like, I know they learned too much, but I was about to take care of it. And they were like, um, war is coming and the stones are no longer safe on earth. So he pulls out his handy dandy key finger, what? sticks it in the rock, which opens the wall. And they start going in and taking the element stones. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth element is a statue in the middle mm -hmm. facing upwards with its mouth open, mm -hmm. which is totally going to make sense to everybody at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. So they're like, make sure to load everything out. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> oh, shit. So then um, they take the stones and the statue and they're leaving and they say that they'll be back because he's like, Without the stones, when the evil comes, we're doomed. He goes, in 300 years, when the evil comes back, we'll come back too. So then Luke Perry gets mad because they kill the professor. Mm -hmm. Luke Perry grabs his gun. He's going to shoot him. His little fucking Ruger or whatever the hell that was. Pew, pew. <laughs> and um, he's going to shoot him. And somehow he shoots it and it like ricochets and hits the thing on the wall and it starts closing. And one of the dudes is still in there. And he's waddling, and he can't get over there. And he's like, hurry, it's closing. He's like, uh, time is not important. Only life is important. Here, take my finger. And he flipped the guy off, and he took his <laughs> key finger. And then the thing shuts, and it shuts the guy in there, which is funny because then you don't see him again. You would think when they got back to the thing in 300 years, mm -hmm. the robot dude would still be chilling back there. Right. He's a robot. Right. But they didn't show him again which i thought was weird or at least him rusted out and laying in a corner you know what i mean or something or yeah i don't know, I don't know. yeah so then um luke perry yeah he, he i don't think he dies i don't think they kill him no it just starts ricocheting he falls over so then um um the ship takes off they all get on the board of the ship and they take off, and the priest, he tells the priest to pass on the knowledge to the next priest, just like it was passed on to him. He's like, I'll do it! I'll pass on the knowledge! Ay-yay-yay-yay! <laughs> so then we see um, the symbol for the fifth element, mm -hmm. which turns into a, like a star chart mm -hmm. on a radar on a spaceship, and now it's 300 years later. And the spaceship is monitoring like an eclipse and like an exploding star, and then a planet comes out of it, and it's all dark and ominous looking. And they shoot a probe into it. And then we cut to the president, which is tiny, R.I.P. Debo. And he's getting a status from the report from the ship. He's like, my status report. <laughs> and they're like, we got the status report. He's like, what status report? He's going to cry in the car. He's going to go cry in the car now. <laughs> Day Day was over there. Oh, no, Craig. <laughs> Look, the funny thing is, Debo <laughs> and Smokey in this movie. I know. I know. I think it would have been funny if the, Craig. the president went, remember because uh, Ruby Rod was giving all the, the details of what was going on? Mm -hmm. He'd be like, if he was like, got my money, Smokey. <laughs> what about my chicken coop? Right. Uh, oh, wait, no, he owed Big Worm money. Big Worm, yeah. He was in Debo's Debo chicken coop. Yeah, that's right. And his mom was on the one. I ain't been right ever out. since. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, 
they bring the priest guy in and his assistant with the stupid haircut. And he's telling them that he knows what's going on. And he says that they have, um, he said the thing that they're looking at is evil and it's bringing death to everything. And um, he said um, they have 48 hours to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And he said, time is not important. Only life is important, which is what the robot thing said to the other priests like 300 years previous. So then the spaceship starts firing into the death planet. And it destroys the ship. It starts to get bigger and bigger and it bigger. It starts getting bigger and bigger, and then it just blows the ship away. And then as the ship blows up, Corbin Dallas wakes up in his house. From like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And the alarms and stuff are going off. <clears throat> and it says South Brooklyn, New York. So you realize as they pan around showing his life that he's former military. His wife left him. He has no food in his fridge. They're kind of setting up what his life is like. After. Right. So then um, somebody calls him and he's on the phone. And they're telling him to come in for his evaluation or whatever. It's the army. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I told you guys I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. Six months out. Yeah, I'm six months out. I've been out for six months. He's like, I drive a cab now. And they were like, how many points you got left? On your license, he's 50. like, 50 is like, keep lying to yourself. <laughs> so then, uh, now Chris Tucker's on TV, mm-hmm. Ruby Rod, and he's talking about the vacation um, contest where you can win a vacation to the, the Paradise Planet or whatever, mm-hmm. and the cat's watching it. <laughs> so then, um, there's a guy waiting outside the door to rob Corbin. He's like a tweaker. Mm-hmm. And then he's got this big-ass gun pointed at him, and he describes to him what kind of gun it is. Oh, that's really nice, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I'm really surprised that you don't have it loaded. He goes, what do you mean? It is loaded, man. He goes, no, you got to press that yellow button on the side right there to load it. And the guy's all trying to, he's like, you want me to do it for you? No, no, I got it. So he loads it. But as he loaded it, Corbin had already pulled out a gun and had it pointed at the guy's head. Mm -hmm. And then he takes his gun from him and puts it in a rack. That had Full of guns. a bunch of other guns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're from other muggers or from this particular guy. Right. But then he tells him, because the guy's afraid he's going to shoot him, and then Corbin Dallas is like, nice hat, because his hat's like a TV monitor. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. And then the guy starts dancing. It's really crazy. Yeah. Like he's a total tweaker. For sure. <laughs> so then um, I put even that, yeah, he's a tweaker with a nice hat. <laughs> so now he's flying his taxi around. Mm-hmm. His flying taxi, and he says he has he five, has five points. points left on his license, and he's like, "Thanks for reminding me." So now the priest is telling the president. This is where he tells them they have forty-eight hours before the thing destroys them and everything else, and the only thing that can stop them is um, the elements that the robot guys have on their ship, mm-hmm. and then they create the light of creation when you put them all together. And that destroys the darkness, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So then the robot dudes are back. They're coming down in their ship with the stones. And then they're attacked by these orc guys. I can't remember their name, but they look like orcs. And they blow up their ship. And then they call Zorg, who's the guy that ordered them to blow up the ship. Mm-hmm. And then the president um, says to close all the borders and declare an emergency. And uh, Congress calls him a racist. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
So then um, the priest guy is sent away because he's like, well, your guys just blew up. We're all fucked. There's not much more you can do now. Get out of here. So then they say there was only one survivor of the crash. Mm -hmm. And it's just a hand. Look, for the longest time, I thought that was like a big-ass fucking grasshopper. That's funny. Like some kind of statue or something? Like it, I, all, like until probably today. Really? I, I'm like, for sure. I didn't notice it, you know... Especially younger, I didn't know that it was a hand gripping really? onto oh, the case. Oh, that's funny. I I legit thought it was like a grasshopper, like sense. when it's in that 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 thing moving towards. Yeah, where they're in the little gurney thing. It looked like a grasshopper. Well, here's the thing about this movie: mm-hmm. is you don't really comprehend this movie when you first watch it. No, there's too much going on. It's very. it's an assault on your senses, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to follow. Like mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I liked it. I kind of knew what was going on, mm-hmm. but I missed a lot. Very much. And I probably watched this movie over a dozen times now. Damn. And I love it more and more. Every time I watch it, I see something different. So you know? I know we were talking off mics, and I said I would say this on mic. Um, watching this movie now, you know, since we've, you know, watching movies, I've, I've enjoyed watching all the movies that we've watched, right. you know, for the podcast. But, you know, even talking about doing you know a podcast before doing the podcast i've started looking at movies differently nice and being able to express you know my thoughts and you know and everything i feel about the movie watching this i was like i, I definitely gained a way a, a, a huge respect for the movie right visually you, you notice more things when you're watching it um i was gonna say soundly but uh you know visual the visual aspects of it all the sound aspects you know like i i, I know I've always liked, you know, the the opera part. But oh, I yeah. really, 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 really enjoyed it right. this time around because it it again it gave me a new appreciation for the aesthetics of it all. Hell yeah. You know, it it's an engulfing movie. Mm-hmm. You are submerged in the oh, movie. Oh yeah. You're living in that world yes. for two hours and six minutes or yes. however long it is. I don't like people that just passively watch movies. Mm-hmm. Cause they're always the people, especially in movies like this where you really have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. People that don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then they're constantly asking you questions. Doing, well, wait a minute. Why is that guy doing that? Or who, like, where did that guy come from? I've been watching the movie just like you. Shh. It pisses me off. <laughs> it really pisses me off. Especially with a movie like Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Fucks people up. Because it's, it's out of sequence. Passively watch movies like, how is, wait, he died. John mm-hmm. Travolta, wait. I don't understand. You're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. You're kind of la di da di da through the movie. And you're not really watching it. And that really... Oh my God, it irks me so bad mm-hmm. when people just don't get it. And then, yeah, and they want to, and then you, you're constantly pausing the movie like, are you done? Right. Can we, can we get back to it now? Can you just pay fucking attention instead of humming show tunes in your head <laughs> while you're watching a movie? Yeah, this is really a movie you have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Right? Some movies aren't like that. This, this is definitely, I don't really like movies that you don't have to pay attention to. Right. I will watch them, but. Yeah, I like movies that make you think and, and draw you in and keep... You have to pay attention, mm-hmm. and it keeps you in, in. there, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, so then um, they have just enough DNA left to recreate a whole person out of the hand. Right. And then they were saying, like, the normal person has, like... 45 or something. 40 DNA strands. Like, this one has 2,000. Mm-hmm. Like, it's off the charts. Like, this is definitely something that was created, like weird like engineered yeah mm-hmm. so then they um 
this is the only way I need to put it. The DNA is off the charts. So they start 3D printing a new person. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think that too? Definitely. Like they were 3D printing the bones. They were stacking And they got it in that little tube thing. And then they make it out. Like an incubator or whatever. And it's Mia Jovich. And she's naked. Give me some nips. Woohoo! Yeah. I got to say this on the just my observance. Because I've seen them quite often. Mm-hmm. Mia Jovovich's nipples mm-hmm. are perfect. Okay. They're very interesting. All right. Anyway, so I'd throw that out there. Look it up if you don't believe me. <laughs> um, yeah, so then it's funny because then General's like, I may need to take some pictures, you know, for the files. Right. <laughs> so then um, she wakes up and she's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And she's speaking in that language. Right. <laughs> you know. Look at my boobs. <laughs> and um, she's in the glass and she's freaking out. And then the general's like, is that glass safe? And he's like, it's unbreakable. So he goes up and he's being all smart. He's like, where are the stones? And she breaks through the glass Look. and like grabs his shirt. And she's like banging his face against the glass. And then she busts the whole thing open and jumps out. I actually took a picture of that moment. You can uh-huh. see there's a cutout where she punches. Oh, that's funny. Like legit. You're like. That's pretty cool. I, I saw it. As soon as I seen it, I was like, wait. Which is what you were just saying. You view movies differently. Mm-hmm. You look for that stuff now. So I, I rewinded it back. To like the when she jumps through that wall, you could totally tell it was made out of foil. Definitely. You know. So then she escapes. She mm-hmm. jumps through the wall. And she's running around in like the ventilation system. And then she gets outside the building. And she's like on the ledge of the building. And just like. Don't come any a, closer. I'll jump. A thousand stories up or whatever. And then there's a bunch of cops behind her. But I like this scene that she's looking at New York. Mm-hmm. The look on her face. Um, she did a really good job in this movie. Of because everybody thought she was hot. Mm-hmm. When this movie came out, that's all anybody talked about. She's so hot, she's so hot sexy. Mm-hmm. But she, in this movie, she was so childlike. Oh yeah. At the same time, you like can innocent. Mm-hmm. Everything she saw was new. All the experiences were new. When she looked out in New York, just the look of awe on her face mm-hmm. was very, very well done. And every aspect of it to the point where the camera zeroed in on her face mm-hmm. to show the emotion in it. It was really good. And she's looking at all the flying cars and shit. So then the cops are in there behind her and they're like, just come in slowly, blah, blah. So then she runs down the ledge and the cops like, we're going to need a flying unit. So mm-hmm. then a flying cop car shows up and she jumps. Ah. And as it so happens, she lands in Corbin Dallas's cab. And now he has one point left on his license. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then um, she's trying to tell him what's going on. And she's, you know, rattling on that language. Big bada boom. Big boom. Bada big. You know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Big bada boom. This was also impromptu mm-hmm. because um, they just had her prattle off the language to Bruce Willis. And he improvised that whole thing. Nice. So he really was not getting what she was saying. I can almost guarantee that it, it happened with the priest as well. Or they fed, they fed him the line. Right, right. As she's just rambling. Right. And he's just making sense of it for us. Yep. So now the cops show up next to him and they're going to arrest her. And they're like, just open your door, blah, blah, blah. And she's very, very childlike here. Mm-hmm. She's like shrinking down in the seat and she's scared mm-hmm. and then she sees a sign for like homeless kids or something in the back feed seat the children that said please help mm-hmm. 
And she's like, please help. Please. She's like learning the language. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Willis is looking and he's like, I can't. I only got one point left and I got to get my cab back. And then the cops are very Judge dread like Did you notice Definitely, that? The sure. helmets and everything. Mm-hmm. I am the law. <laughs> so then they connect like the tow line and they're going to take her out. And she's terrified. And finally he makes a decision. Corbin takes off. And now he has no points left on his license. <laughs> and he yanks the, the, the wire out. <laughs> it was yanks the fucking, off the cop car. What it, uh, uh, dang it. What is it? Uh, like a zip line. I was going to say like a tow hitch, but it's a, it's, it's a, a winch. A winch. There we yeah. go. It's a winch. It breaks off. <laughs> so then um, they call it for backup. And there's two cops sitting at a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So I put, uh, there's McDonald's in 300 years. And they're still serving those same french fries that have been sitting under the heat lamp since noon today. <laughs> and they have not gone bad yet. They're oversalted. Cause it's, yeah, because it's McDonald's. I haven't eaten McDonald's in like 10 years. I don't even consider it food. Yeah. It's not real food. Yeah. There's more fake than food in it. Yeah. ba 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 I'm not loving it. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, the cop's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get you back up as soon as I finish my lunch. After lunch. And the only thing that pissed him off was Corbin zip, zoomed by and made him spill his soda all over himself. And he's like, that's it. Not my Pepsi. Right. Not so, my orange drink. God damn it, with no ice. That orange drink was fire. With no uh, ice. High C, oh my goodness. And a large orange soda with <laughs> no ice. So then um, now there's a bunch of cops after him. Mm-hmm. And then... He made the... Remember, he, he makes the, the... He says, they don't chase you after a mile, they're not chasing you. Yeah, and then they call him and he's like, oh, maybe it's two miles. Mm-hmm. So then he has... They, they're trying to figure out who he is, but he has a scam blocker on his cab. So they're like, ah, he's a car thief. Blow him out of the sky. Like, holy shit. Yeah, instant car death thief? for, yeah. Shit, this is like the Ten Commandments. Right. Break him, death. Cut off your shit. <laughs> death. death. Everything, death. death. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Everything is punishable by Public hangings. Death. <laughs> What's doing up there, Larry? <laughs> Hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And they say, and they say, oh, we can't have the death penalty because we can't find anybody to pull the lever. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'll pull it. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> I won't even take a lunch. Moving motherfuckers through there. <laughs> I'm totally stealing material right now, but it's oh, funny. Shit. Who is that from? Robin Harris. I thought so. I, I almost, I could, I could. Picture him saying, Motherfucker, try to get off. Well, I did it because I was crazy. <laughs> well, I'm crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> Motherfucker, oh. strapped to the chair. I won't do it no more. I know you won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. That was funny. Because you know what they do in other countries? You steal something? Cut your hand off. Off. <laughs> Judge ain't hearing shit. Just show me the hand you fucking stole with. <laughs> Cut your shit off. <laughs> so anyway, so then they start riddling the cab with bullets. And you were like, how the fuck are either one of them still alive? Because it's a movie. Now you were like, look, I don't know what cars, you know. Right, said, I'm not going to pretend to know the mechanics of cars in 300 years. Maybe they're all bulletproof. I don't know. Because shit. That's just like in uh, Fast and Furious, I think, seven... Or six. 
Tell me which one. Tell the me one where they were, um, I think it was seven because it's when they were going to that place where he ran the cars through the whatever. They're dropping out of the building. sky. Yeah, when they parachuted down. Mm-hmm. And and then they started, they pulled out the 50 caliber. Mm-hmm. And Luda's like, those are arm and piercing. 50 cal, And the cars are getting shot, but nobody's dying with 50 caliber bullets. Like, right. Oh, man. You get in front since you're not. You right, know, right. Blah, blah, blah. Well, they made his car bulletproof. bulletproof. Yeah, fuck But not 50 caliber proof. Right. So anyway, so then um, he loses him in some fog. And then he pulls a Millennium Falcon and he hides like sideways on a building. Behind so they can't the find him. Yep. I saw the sign. <laughs> Which also I think came out. No, that was like 96. But, uh, around the time. It opened up my eyes. That's Ace of Base. You guys can look that up. Nice. I saw the sign. 90s gold right there. So then um, right she's, all, she's all passed out in the back seat, and he like drops back there with her, and she asks for Vito the priest. Mm-hmm. And it's all of a sudden becomes an exorcism movie. Just kidding. <laughs> so then he finds Vito the priest and takes her there, and he tells her that she's the fifth element. Oh, no, 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 he no. Shows, he says, I don't even know who this chick is. She's got she a tattoo on her arm, and it's the fifth element tattoo on her arm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the priest faints. <sighs> right. And then he says it's a miracle that she's there, and she's passed out on the couch, and the priest goes to try to find her. He's putting his priestly robes on mm-hmm. so he can talk to her so she can see who he is. And Corbin tries to kiss her. And she w- opens her eyes, and she somehow got she his, his gun. gun. She yeah. took his gun off him. And she had it to his head, and she was like, <laughs> So then uh, he, he introduces himself, and they figure out that her name is Lilu, which is short for Lilu. Right. <laughs> it was almost that, like, the, the, when I think of this part, I always think of, like, Jane, George. Right. George. Mm-hmm. Jane. Right. <laughs> George of the jungle. I yeah, I George not even try hard. <laughs> Tarzan. Tarzan. And she goes, uh, I will remove your reason for wearing a loincloth. And he goes, That hurt. <laughs> anyway, uh so the priest comes back in his robes with the symbols on it and she gets all happy because now she knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And he's got his assistant boy guy with him. With his with stupid his, haircut. With his futuristic yarmulke. Right. And then they uh, they hurry Corbin out, and they're trying to get rid of him now. And he goes home. Now he asked, "What does blah 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 mean?" She oh, said, you're never without my permission." He's like, "I knew it, Masher." <laughs> so then he goes home, and he's talking to the owner of the cab. That's Finger Vin Diesel. Diesel. Yep. And he was like, "Yo, I gotta race that cab on Friday night. You got it? <laughs> Where's Brian at?" <laughs> We're family. <laughs> I don't have friends. I have family. I have family. I am Groot. <laughs> Letty. Take care of Mia and my little nephew. Because he's going to drive a Dodge Charger. <laughs> Keep another 2,000 RPMs. He's going to blow his load before. He, well, I don't know what he says right there. <laughs> I can tell you've been watching him recently. We used to come here? Come here. We invented it. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> he goes home. And he's on the phone with Finger, and he's talking about his cab. He wants his cab back. He's like, "Oh, it's in great shape." <laughs> he's like, "So I got this fare that I couldn't resist. About five eight, whatever five six. I don't know what Blue eyes, red hair, perfect skin. So Corbin's already in love. He's the whole time about I was Lilu. like, "It's orange hair, right?" So he asks. He's like, "What do you think you're gonna do? Save the world?" Right, I was like, (laughs) foreshadowing. So now Corbin's in love with Lilo. Mm -hmm. Lilo and Corbin sitting in a tree. F U C K I N G. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. So now uh, there's cut back to Lilo, and she's studying history and eating lots of chicken Mm -hmm. and going through everything really fast and like studying. And she's going through the alphabet, Mm -hmm. like. A B C D and all the words. So and she's learning English. What I'm so this was a plot hole for me. So everything happened in 1914. Now it's right. 2263, 20, 20, 20, yep, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. for one. That's not 300 years, give or take, right? Because you got to think if it's 1900. Oh no, it would be. Three hundred forty-nine years, cool. actually. Okay, so yes, so it's three hundred. I didn't do years. that in my head, ladies and gentlemen. I pulled up my calculator on the computer. So three forty-nine. So about three hundred fifty years, right? Right. What happened in the whole five thousand years? They said every five thousand years, it but happens. there had been stuff happening before that. So here we go. Plot hole for me is five thousand years. Where's she been? So she hasn't been anywhere until she was in that statue. No, because she was she's the hand that's holding on to the briefcase. Remember, she's built again from oh, the hand, right. well, and the, they stole the briefcase. So we're assuming she was in the statue, mm-hmm. and then they like opened up the statue, and she was one of the dudes, like one of the the fat, yes, roly yes, poly guys. Yes. So, understanding that, how is she missing five thousand years? That's a plot hole. Because now she's studying what she's missed for the last five. No, years. because they recreated her when they put her in that thing. They made a whole new person out of that DNA, so she didn't have the same mind as the shit that she knew about the symbols and all that other shit was ingrained in her DNA. She didn't have the memories and everything. Plot hole. She was but hot and naked. I don't care. All right. Anyway. All right, but that when I uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm like. Just Hmm, things that make you go, hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the priest wants to know where the stones are, and she says they've been stolen. And then now we meet Zorg. Oh, because it had the cool little cutbacks. Yeah. Because remember, this is where they're... Um, There's the, a lot of those in this movie. The oh, the the dog guys or whatever. I'm just going to call them The those. orcs. I'm going to call them orcs. They, uh, that's when they meet Zorg. Yes. And they're taking the briefcase. Yep. Because he wants the gun. Zorg they want... wants the stones. Mm-hmm. And then they cut back to the priest... And Lilu gets dressed, mm-hmm. and there's more boobs in the mm-hmm. background. Hell yeah, lots of Mia Jovovich boobs in this movie. Nipples more to say, but all right. And then uh, the, you find out that the orcs can shapeshift. Mm-hmm. Well, usually only the leader, I guess, can do it, it seems like. So now Zorg is arming them. He was trading them guns for the, uh, the briefcase. For the briefcase of stones. Mm-hmm. And the gun does everything. It's got a rocket launcher, a flamethrower, a net thrower, arrows, bullets, Re- lasers. And it has replay on bullets. So yeah, if you shoot once. something, when you shoot the opposite direction, it'll come back to the thing you originally shot. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. 
So then the case is empty. And this is a cool scene because he goes, the case is empty. And they cut to Lilu laughing. Right. What do you mean it's empty? And then they go back. And then she was saying the guardians gave the stones to someone they can trust. And then Lilu is supposed to meet that person and get the stones. See? Again, plot hole. Mm -hmm. Going back to... How how did she know all that? Especially on that specific date. It was ingrained in her DNA. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, keep going. It's just like uh, it's just like uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. It's in his DNA. Okay. <laughs> Be so humble. Then, Be humble. Yeah. Sit down. Bitch, sit down. Be humble. So Be then humble. Zorg leaves one crate for the guys because they get in an argument. He was mm-hmm. like, you asked your crate. We got your crate. It's like, it's an empty crate. Like four me. stones, four crates of guns. <laughs> he he said, goes, tell you what. Zero stones. Zero guns. He's like, he's like, I'll leave you one crate. He said no because he says we're not merchants, we're warriors. Yeah, and he says, oh, you guys might just be merchants, right? I'll leave you one crate. Yep. So then they're walking out, and he's going, this "These guys are idiots." Because cool music. Yeah, every scene in this movie, the music fitted perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's telling his right hand guy, he's like, "What a bunch of fucking idiots!" Anybody in their right mind would have asked what the obvious red button at the bottom of the gun was for. Because he says, "I like a stone cold killer." Right, and he's you know describing everything that he likes, and of course he says, "A stone cold killer would have asked, what is his blinking red light?" Because right. he he told he told him all the features on that except except that. So then, of course, they show the guy, and that's the first thing he does is push that button, and everything explodes. So another plot hole for me. The guy, the leader, remember he 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 comes in with the regular face, right? Shakes it off, yeah, and now he's back to the org face, yeah. He's the only one that survives. I, I yeah, because he was all fucked up. Remember when they were showing him gotcha. next time he was like healing up? Gotcha. So then now Zorg wants the priest. Mm-hmm. And so he sends the guys to get the priest. And um, so now they bring the priest back to him. And they're talking. And he's like, do you know where the stones are? He's like, no. And even if I did, I wouldn't give them to you. Right. And he's like, why do you want to destroy everything? And that's where he knocks the glass off the uh, counter. And he's like, look at that broken glass. And all the little robots come out to clean it up. And he's like, all the people that made these robots, their kids are going to be able to eat because they got paid to make these robots so they can get jobs and have little kids of their own. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, through destruction, you bring life. It's really the kind of circle a, of life. Right? <laughs> it's really kind of a fucked up premise when you think about it, though. Mm-hmm. It's that whole expendable, like, I don't know. It's the, it's the few for the many kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It sucks the when you're the of few. The many outweigh the needs of the few. It sucks when you're the few, the one. but near the many. So then, after he says all that, he chop he pops a cherry in his mouth and starts choking on it. Mm-hmm. And the priest gets kind of cocky. He's like, "Oh, what do we got here? Let's see one of those robots a to pat your back." Haters, <laughs> a couple of haters. How <laughs> <laughs> the robots go pat you on the back? <laughs> what you got? All your power. All your money can't help you? I don't know why I'm talking like that. I told him not what he did. So he goes over and slaps in the back and he spits the cherry out and it's he's got this weird little slimy dog, Star Wars looking thing. Oh, it was like a little mini elephant. Yeah. And then um he's like, You saved my life, so I'm gonna spare yours. Get him out of here. And they take him out because he's got that weird accent. So the the So what what you see just in this moment, you know, character development with him mm-hmm. as shitty of a person as he possibly is he's he at least has code yeah because look 
You brought me a briefcase, and I asked you to bring me a briefcase. Right. You didn't. I didn't tell you content or what I needed to be in the briefcase. Right. Cool. Here's a crate. Right. You're gonna kill. You know. You're gonna hang yourself with your own rope. Cool. Yep. Whatever. He's like a life for a life. Right. I can respect that. You're so, such a goofy motherfucker. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it. So then the death planet's looming ominously over Earth mm-hmm. or towards coming towards Earth, and it's sucking in all the satellites mm-hmm. in the system. So they don't no. have, yeah, so there's no communication. Mm-hmm. So then Zorg guy, Zorg's guy leaves. Um, oh, he finds out where the stones are. He learns where the stones are. She's got a little cockroach with a bug on it running around in the in the president's office. Only in the president, only in the black president's office. Right, find a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he finds it's all the chicken and waffles sitting around, <laughs> which is not soul food, by the way. I'm sorry. It's not anyway. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be going on that. So then they find out where the stones are, where they're picking them up, that they're gonna be on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. They got to meet somebody. And then um, Tiny sees the he roach and he off. smashes it. Yeah. And the guy with the headphones on is like, ah, because I hurt his ears. <laughs> so then um, they want Corbin Dallas for the mission. Mm-hmm. It so happens. Like, there's a lot of fate happening here. Right. She fell into your cab. Right. And now he's the guy. Because I think the whole thing about this movie is that underlying plot is that they were fated to be together. Mm-hmm. It was fate. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be. Because mm-hmm. he says something about the perfect one. She is the perfect right, one. Right, right. Blah, blah, blah. He was in love with her when he saw her. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Head over heels when she fell in his cab. Yes. Mm-hmm. I fell for you as you fell for me. Right. <laughs> so then um, he finds out. Uh, so, okay, this is important. The guy comes up to Zorg mm. and he's like, we need to balance out the budget or whatever by firing like 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it somewhere where nobody will notice, like the cab companies. And Zorg goes, fire a million. He goes, what? We only need 500,000. He goes, fire a million. He's like, okay. So then Bruce Willis gets the mail that mm-hmm. he's been fired, mm-hmm. and it's signed by Zorg. So he was one of those million people in the cab company fired. getting fired. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. So now he's out of a job. So now his mom calls. And she ain't no whore. And she ain't no whore. She's like, oh, you're not even going to tell your mother that you want a trip. I want to go on a trip and meet a nice young man <laughs> that can knock that shit out. I got a lot of buildup in there. I need it knocked out by a nice young man on a cruise ship. And you can't even hook your mother up. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like. Don't act like you don't know. Don't act like you don't know. You blockhead. You motherfucker. You won that trip and you're not even going to take it to your old mother with you. And he's like, what kind of trip? I don't know. She's like, it's been all over the radio this morning. And I know. I love this voice so much. It's like. I ain't been fucked since 2235 and I need some action on a cruise ship and you can't even hook me up. I gave birth to you. I don't know who your father is, but I pumped you out and you can't even help me out here. (laughs) So, yeah, his mom is horrible and insufferable. So that's how he finds out that he is the winner of this vacation contest mm-hmm. because it was all set up and rigged by the government to get him on that cruise ship to mm-hmm. get the stones. 
So then the, right then, this is where the chaos starts, and it never stops for Corbin Dallas. Right. So now the general shows up at his door. Mm-hmm. And they're telling him they want him to take the mission, get the stones from the diva, and that's why they rigged the contest, so he won it. So then um, there's like, the major will go with you as your wife. With the with the Princess Leia buns. We she had like Princess Leia and she was like a big girl. Big. She probably three hundred pounds, probably five ten, five eleven. Yeah. Big girl, big Helga. Girl. <laughs> right. And he's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then all of a sudden somebody else comes to the door and he looks through the video thing and he's like, Whoa, it's my wife. Like, you got married again? He's like, Yeah and she hates the military. She she's she's gonna lose it. I need you guys to hide. <clears throat> He shoves them into his fridge. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're not all going to fit. He's like, sure you will. And he shoves them all and slams the door. And the fridge goes down to the floor. And there's a shower on top of it. And I made the comment, why not just pull that down and put them in the shower? Right. But it's, well, it was just another reason. Now you'll find out why. The person at the door was Lilu. Mm-hmm. So then he's all excited. But then the priest is with her. And he's got a gun. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's going on? He's like, we need your tickets to the wall, blah, blah, blah. Which is probably the same gun that she put to his head. Yes. Which was actually his, technically mm-hmm. speaking. I don't know, because you don't see a gun until she pulls it out. <clears throat> right. So no, now, no, no, you do see a gun, because he pulled it out on the uh, dude at the oh, door. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it definitely is his gun. <coughs> so now, um, the cops show up in the building. This is utter chaos now. The cops show up in the building, and they're like... Everyone, place your hands on the yellow circles, blah, blah, blah. And somehow, I kind of missed how this happened. Because the dude, with the cockroach dude, set it up. Switched, oh. He set it up because, uh, uh, you got to think, everybody's been, everybody knows that Corbin Dallas right. won so the contest. He put Corbin's name on some other dude's mm-hmm. thing. I assume Lily did that. Because it was the dude right next to him. Yeah, they showed a hand doing it, which mm-hmm. was weird. I don't know why, but all right. Yeah. So then the guy next to him, they're like, we found him. They're like, come out with your hands up or whatever. And the guy's like, smoke off. Smoke you. Which is funny because then you said. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, he definitely said, fuck you. When I, when, in the one you saw. In the one I saw. But on was, the tape that I have. He said, smoke you. I almost want to pull out my Blu-ray now mm-hmm. and watch it and see what he says. That's weird. Definitely. I think this was rated... Well, it had to be rated R. There's boobs in it. I can't see it. Let me see. Oh, it says it on the tape, I bet. It is rated PG-13. With titties? There was a lot of nipples in this movie for a PG-13 rating. There's, Maybe there's it's because they were all in the background. There's at least there's, three times. There's three shots of her boobs in this movie. Because she's in, she's in the incubator. Changing she's, and yep, then changing and then, again. Mm-hmm. I documented all of it very carefully in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> nip, 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 nip. So then they end up arresting that guy as Corbin. Mm-hmm. And then um, now the Zorg guy is there. And he's trying to take Corbin's place. And Lilu, he finally gets rid of everybody, and he brings the shower down. Mm-hmm. Oh, he threw the priest guy in the bed. Right. So that when the cops looked in, there wouldn't be anybody in the room with him. Mm-hmm. 
So then he brings Lilu down from the shower and the water had come on and she's all freezing and cold and wet. Auto shower. And he's like, I forgot about the auto shower. I'm sorry. And then he hears it. He's like, what is that? And then the guy was in the bed and it had wrapped the plastic over the bed and he was suffocating. So they had cut the priest out. So then the um, he's trying to dry Lilu off and she starts changing again. So here we get, I put more boobs. Mm-hmm. And then the priest hits him over the head with one of his trophies. Mm-hmm. And knocks him out. And they... Um, Take off with the tickets. Yep. So then Corbin comes to and he opens up the fridge. And the guys are in there all frozen stiff. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'll take the mission. And he takes the mission thing from him. Doesn't take him out. Right. Didn't leave I, the door open. And they must thaw out because they're in the movie. The guy's in the movie later. So. Mm-hmm. so the priest is trying to ascend his assistant with Lilu. As husband and wife and him being Corbin Dallas. He's like, I'm too old. They'll never believe it. Mm-hmm. So then um, they're trying to check in. And David, I think, is the guy's name. He's yes. all nervous. He's like, yeah, I'm Corbin Dallas. Because they got fake IDs. Right. So then Corbin shows up just in time. He's like, oh, thank you so much. I scared I wasn't going to make it. I had my friend come ahead of time. He goes, but now I'm here. And I'm Corbin Dallas. And he's like, who is this? And he's like, Lilo Dallas, multi-pass. <laughs> That's when he's like, yeah, yeah, they know it's a multi-pass. It's okay. So then the priest is drunk at the bar. He got drunk. He got sauced up quick. Fast, I know. He sauced up quick, quick. And then his assistant guy shows up and tells him what happened. He's like, oh, no. This is all my fault. Because he snatches the drink. It's funny because he goes, I should never have trusted you with this. It's my mission. And he goes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) He almost killed me. So he gives David the the finger key Mm -hmm. to the temple. And he's like, go there and wait for us. I don't want to go to Egypt. I don't want to go to Egypt. Egypt. So then the orc Corbin Dallas shows up there in disguise. And he's trying to get a tick. He's trying to get on the plane as Corbin Dallas. Mm-hmm. So now it's the third Corbin Dallas. And she runs the scan and it shows that it's one of the orc dudes. So she calls the cops. Look, what's funny, what's ironic is watching this, I told, I was like, look, this guy reminds me of, you know, sugar water. Yeah. Uh, Where is it? <laughs> on, on Men in Black. No. And it is the same year, same summer right. that this came out. So funny. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> and that dude plays on. I'm thirsty. He plays on fucking Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Not SVU, but Criminal Intent. The, yeah. There the, we the go. One. Yeah. That's that guy. <laughs> So now Corbin and Lilu are getting on the flight, mm-hmm. and he gets whisked away by a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And we go back to the orcs find out they've been found out, so they just open fire on the cops. Mm-hmm. All hell starts breaking loose. The priest sneaks into the flight thing to get on the plane, which is where the plane is. Not in the plane, but like the hangar. Mm-hmm. And Corbin sees him, and he sneaks away real quick. And then Chris Tucker shows up. Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod. Corbin Dallas! <laughs> this boy is hot, hot, hot! <laughs> and he signs, uh, he signs his autographs with a, with paint a red paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the guy had the guest book, and he picked up his champagne and just threw it at the guest book to sign it. Yeah. He was acting like an asshole. And he had all them yes men following him. And then... Um, <laughs> He tracks Corbin down. He's like, "Sorry, they weren't yes men. They were yes, right, man. right." And he's like, "What do you got to say to the 15 billion people listening? Are you excited?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah." Wait, wait, wait. No, he said, "I'm Groot." 
<laughs> I am Groot. No, that was his buddy Finger. Finger so Groot. Then, uh, Finger Groot. <laughs> oh. oh, hey now. So then uh, after they get off the air, uh, Ruby yells at Corbin. He's like, I need you to have a little bit more life, blah, blah, blah. Duh. And he grabs him by the neck and just lifts him off the ground. He's like, listen, I'm not here to be on the radio. I'm not here to be on the Leave me the fuck alone. He's like, okay, okay. And he drops him. So now Zorg's guy shows up at the ticket counter saying he's Corbin Dallas. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Corbin Dallas already checked in. And then. Yeah, oh, so, the flight's leaving. Yep. So he's screwed. Mm-hmm. So he bangs on the glass and the fucking Oh, yeah, and then drop. the thing coming into the cops show like, up sorry, again. Sorry, sorry, Right. <laughs> so then I put, I love these flight attendants. The, the uniforms were just really cool. Right? Yeah, so whoever did this, uh, did their costumes, mm-hmm. this shit was tight. Like, it, it definitely had that futuristic feel. Like, it was it was badass. Like, the flight attendants, hot. It was very rap video. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It, it, it. You can tell it, it wanted to be hip. It, mm-hmm. And it, I think it fit. The, the aesthetic of it was beautiful. Right. Because it's still New York. It's still trashy, but it's trendy. Yeah. So they usher Corbin and Lilu to their bunks. Mm-hmm. And they have a thing that just puts them to sleep it's for like, the flight because it's a long flight. Mm-hmm. Here's another pothole for me. Okay. How long was that flight? This all happened in two days. Yeah. Yeah. Why and and you got to think this is still the first day. Yes. Because they only had 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Why did that have to be put to sleep? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because they couldn't handle the... G-forces? Or I something. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So then, before they get put to sleep, he's trying to tell her what's happening. I'm a special agent. I'm on a mission. But she's like, no, you don't have to worry. I'm the fifth element. And he's like, a what? Nighty-night. Right. <laughs> so then, uh, Ruby Rod's getting it on with stewardess. Mm-hmm. And she's like losing her mind. She's like, oh my God. And he's like, no, I'm serious. I never felt this way about nobody. Human. <laughs> so, <laughs> weird. <laughs> so then this is where we see the Rasta guys because there's gremlins in the engines. Mm-hmm. And they're spraying them out and they're they, fucking they smoking weed the whole time. They weren't gremlins. They were critters. Right? They were go- <laughs> boglins is what boglins. they were. That's so cool. <laughs> so then the guy calls Zorg to tell him he missed the plane. And there's a lot going on here back and forth. They're just mm-hmm. flipping, 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 flipping scenes. And then he goes, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. And Zorg goes, I know. And he blows up the phone booth the guy's at and just incinerates him. So I put, all this happens at one time. Mm-hmm. Zorg blows up the phone booth. The stewardess is coming her ass off. Mm-hmm. The priest shows up in the landing, gets in the landing gear to sneak on the plane. Mm-hmm. And the plane takes off. Mm-hmm. Then Mr. Shadow calls Zorg, mm-hmm. who is the, Mr. Shadow is the... The planet or whatever. The death planet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, where's my stones? And <laughs> Am I bothering you? Right. Is I'm this sorry. a good time? Did I break your concentration? Mm-hmm. Oh, you were finished. Well, please allow me to retort. Mm-hmm. What does Corbin Dallas look like? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he's saying, yeah, yeah, I got the stones. I'll have them there. And he's like, but it's not been easy. He goes, the price is tripled. He goes, money is of no value to me. And fucking Zorg's head starts bleeding down on his face. And he's like all happened. shaky and scared. So what happened? It's the same thing that happened to the general that was firing at the planet. 
Yes. He had the he had the blood right. down. Right. Mm-hmm. So then um Zorg's all scared and shit, his head's bleeding. So then the plane is arriving at Paradise Planet so they can get on the boat thing that's gonna float into space. Mm-hmm. That's gonna have the diva on it. Mm-hmm. So then Corbin wakes up alone. Lulu's already gone. So he's running out trying to catch her. She's getting off the plane ahead of him. And everybody's getting laid and kissed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lay is like the flowers you pervert. And uh, Corbin has a, a seat reserved because he gets to his hotel room. Mm-hmm. He's like, how do I get in to see the diva tonight? And she's like, you already have a seat reserved in the front. Next uh, to? Right next to Ruby Rod. She's, I love him. He's so talented. <laughs> <laughs> so then his mom calls him in the hotel room. He's like, oh, so you've arrived. You're in your hotel room. You're comfortable. I could be getting banged by three bellhops right now and a pool boy. <laughs> But you don't care about your mother, do you? I got to lay here pleasuring myself. And he's like, I'm about to puke, Mom. Can you just stop? (laughs) Uh, I burned out three batteries in this thing already today. (laughs) It sounds like I'm cutting hair in here all night. Uh, They think I'm getting a tattoo. (laughs) I'm like Mick Jagger. I can't get no satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, anyway. So, then uh, the diva arrives. Mm -hmm. And she's covered, like, in a blue sheet. Mm -hmm. You just see her eyes through it. Mm -hmm. And everybody's, like, falling over backwards. Like, oh, my God. She's magnificent. Blah, blah, blah. She looks down the hall. And she senses that Lilo's down there hiding. Mm -hmm. So, she sends her person to tell them, to tell Lilo... That she looks forward to seeing her and she's got the stones and she'll get them to her. So then Ruby Rod and, and Corbin show up at the Diva show and he's in a tux. Mm-hmm. And Chris Tucker's all like flout roses in his hair and <laughs> like a, he's wearing a dress. It's really weird. And then he's broadcasting. Right. So he's kind of, he's introducing all the people that are there. There's like government officials and a athlete and a deaf musician who comes into play later and all these other people. And then um, they sit down and they, you find out that the head waiter is one of the orc dudes Mm -hmm. and all the orcs are in hiding, just waiting to start some shit. So now the opera starts and the diva comes out Mm -hmm. and it's so fucking cool. And she starts singing, but she looks like something we were talking about this straight out of star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like she should have been hanging out in like Jabba's palace, you know, Mm -hmm. And then um, Zorg is now on the ship. He came and docked and said he needed repairs or whatever. So now he's on the ship too. And Shoots everybody as soon as he gets off. Yep. So then the orcs start killing all the people, the divas people, mm-hmm. in her room to get the case of the stones. Mm-hmm. And Lilu's pissed. So Lilu goes running in there and proceeds to kick a bunch of ass, which is really cool. So Lilu's fighting orcs while the opera chick is singing and she's dancing and they're playing back and forth between the chick singing and dancing and Lulu beating up these orcs. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Lilu is dancing as she's beating up the orcs to the music. Yep. And this editing job was really, really done very well. Mm-hmm. And then at the end when she finished, she's like, oh, and like she makes a stand with her arms out and Lilu does the same exact thing. She's mm-hmm. done fighting the orcs. It's really cool. Crescendo. <laughs> yes, that's a perfect word for it. Mm-hmm. 
So then, um, now Lilu has the stones. The one orc comes back and goes, we got ambushed. And they get pissed and they start attacking the dining hall and taking over the ship. So <laughs> Ambushed. It was one person. Huh, huh, yeah, right? <laughs> so then Zorg runs into Lilu in the doorway and she ends up giving him the stones because so he was going to kill her. What he says is, oh my gosh, I couldn't have done that without you. you uh-huh. You've made this so much easier for me now. Thank you. You know, thank you. Now give me the stones. The Hand them over. So she throws the case and jumps up into the... Air ducts. Air yep. vents. And she's up there and she's like, Come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so he starts shooting that motherfucker. Dude, he's shooting the shit out of it. Right. So then the orcs are, are shooting up the freaking... Uh, the concert hall. Mm-hmm. And they tell the priest to put his hands up because the priest is in there. Well, they had already found him in the landing gear, so he's got cuffs on already. So then the diva gets shot. So this is this is my this is my thought, and, and maybe I missed it. So how do they know the diva had it, had the stones? Because the, the roach, the roach okay. from the president's office. Cool, I was yeah. making sure. So then, after Zorg shoots up the vent and injures Lilu, he uh, sets a bomb for mm-hmm. like twenty minutes. So and he takes off when she's in the when when she's in the the vent, she knows the diva died. Yes, she knows. I think so. Well, she wasn't dead; she was dying. Yes, she. I think. The, yeah, that's why she was all fucked up. Telepathically, they're connected because even mm-hmm. as the the her assistant was talking, you can tell again she already knew she right. was. She knew where she was. Yes. So then, uh, Ruby Rod's calling for help on his little microphone thing. <laughs> and the president can hear. <laughs> he he hears Smokey. Right. And he was like, Won't you, Smokey? My bike. <laughs> so then Corbin's trying to help the diva. She's been shot. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that Lilo, she he needs to take care of Lilo because she needs him. Lilo. Lilo. Sorry. <laughs> she, he needs to take care of Lilo because she needs him. And Lilo is in bad shape in the vent. And then... um. Because the stones are in her. Not yet. Oh, okay. First, Zorg gets to the ship, and the fucking case is empty. Oh, yeah, because he takes off. Yeah. And then he's all fucking pissed off. And then Corbin, because um, one of the orc guys come in, and Corbin knocks him down, gives the gun to Ruby, mm-hmm. and tells him to hold the gun on the guy. He's like, if he moves, shoot him. Right. And then the D, that's when the diva says the stones are inside her. And he starts digging in the wound and digging out the stones. And she was like, I shoved him up my pussy. You could have just grabbed him that way. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> and she died. <sighs> so then um, Ruby Rod accidentally shoots the orc guy. And it calls attention of all the other orcs because they hear the gunshot. So... He's got all the stones out of the diva, mm-hmm. and he wraps them in his jacket and hands them to Ruby, and he's like, guard these with your life, and he starts blasting his way out. Mm-hmm. And then um, all kinds of crazy shit happens here. He's hiding behind a bar, and they're shooting at him, and he's trying to get the deaf guy to throw him a gun, but the deaf guy doesn't understand what he wants, and he throws him like a couple of pool balls or something, and then... They end up uh, Ruby Rods above him, mm-hmm. and then one of the orcs has Corbin kind of um, cornered, 
and he hits a thing and shoves him up and blasts his head through the roof to where Ruby's at. Ruby starts like clawing at his face or whatever. But the orc starts shooting because he can't see and he shoots all the other orcs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then the other orc falls back down. Corbin kills him and he tells Ruby, hang on. And he shoots the floor above him. Above him and it falls down and he's freaking out. And then a bunch of other orcs come in and they jump under the table. Mm-hmm. And he sets a bomb. And they start, and he goes, count to ten, and they start scooting along the bottom of the floor under the table. Oh, like the crafts table or whatever it right. was. Right. And he's counting, one, two, ah! And he's screaming like a girl through this whole thing. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, Ruby Rod is. And then you were saying it's bullshit that the stone stayed in that jacket through that whole Look, thing. There's no, like, I don't know if you've ever tried to put I something oh, in, I a, have. in a fucking jacket, yeah. let alone a fucking blazer. Right. Like, you have to, like, legitimately, like, almost tie the arms together. Maybe you did. And then, you know, you tuck it under. You, you almost right. have to, like, make a knapsack out right. of this shit. And it's still not going to work. Like, right. that shit is just not, you, like, you could be holding it in your hand and you're still dropping stones. It's fucking retarded. <laughs> dropping stones. <laughs> I got a pocket full of stones. I just thought it was funny because he's screaming like a girl through the whole thing. Oh, and then God. the whole thing blows up. And then Corbin's like, Ted. Look, the funny thing is the bomb that, that they grab at first, like, if you look, like, I was looking at it. This shit's oh, yeah. all, like, flimsy. Yeah, you were saying that. So then when he throws it up, it's, like, all stiff. I was, was like, like, a Nerf dart. Boo, <laughs> that's bullshit. So then Zorg's disappointed, to say the least. Yes. And then if they kill, they're, they're pinned down with the security guy and some other people. Mm-hmm. And then Corbin tells him, if you kill the leader, the rest of them will just stop fighting. So the leader dude had the priest. He's like, come out, we're going to negotiate. and just... He said, we're going to start shooting hostages. Right. So they're like, we're sending somebody out to negotiate. And Corbin comes out and just blows the guy's head off. Right between the eyes. And he goes, anybody else want to negotiate? And then they're like, where did he learn to negotiate like that? And the president's like, I wonder. And he's like staring at the general, dude. (laughs) So then the president's not pleased. And then um, Corbin is pissed at the priest because the priest kind of, you know, knocked him out and shit. Mm -hmm. But then they come to an agreement that they're both trying to save the universe. Mm Mm-hmm. And he needs to find Lilu. Not Lilo. Lilu. Right. So then he gets her out of the vent and she's like all messed up. And um, Ruby Rod's looking at the door and the bomb's on there. And he's like, what's this with the numbers count down? <laughs> what is this? Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, it's a bomb. He goes, no, it's not a bomb because all these ships have bomb detectors on them. The alarm would have gone off. And then the alarm goes off. So my thought is, it's been a long 20 minutes. And right, because it's, at, it's now, down to five minutes now. Now it's been 15, because it right. started off at 20. Right. Now it's, it's been a long 15 minutes. Right. So then everyone panics and starts trying to get off the ship, and it's like Titanic up in that so bitch. When they Again. Run, when they run out of the room, it's now down to two minutes and like 15 seconds. Right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So you guys have been standing there for three minutes? They're staring at it. Staring. Like, you didn't know it was a fucking bomb three minutes ago? Right. So now Zorg has turned around and come back. Mm-hmm. He's back on the ship because mm-hmm. he wants those stones. Mm-hmm. So everybody's panicking, trying to get off. And it's look, and they, he misses them as they get on the elevator. He's mm-hmm. getting off. It's like, oh shit! So then they get to the hangar and they take Zorg's ship that mm-hmm. he just got off of. Mm-hmm. And Zorg stops the it's, countdown at five seconds. Mm-hmm. But one of the orcs has another bomb. Or another controller for the bomb, right? No, it was another. It was another bomb. I and think that was the bomb that was supposed to. That was just the timer for that bomb. Oh, maybe. Okay. 
So he resets it, and it starts counting down again, and then Zorg's like, ah, oh, shit. And then the ship blows up. Just in time as our heroes exit the ship. Right. So then um, Ruby Rod's all fucked up, but he's like, that's the best show I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> so then the president gets updated, and he's relieved because they have the stones. They're headed to Earth. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're saved. So then Corbin's taking care of Lilu. And she's telling him that she was going through the alphabet. She hasn't gotten. She's on Y or whatever, or she hasn't gotten a Y yet or whatever. Or no, she she's on V. Remember, because we were like, he was like, lots of, lots of good words start with V, like valiant, vigorous. I'm all vagina. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> the best V word ever. All right. So then, um, everyone's celebrating at the president's place. They're all having champagne and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh boy, we got a problem. The Death Planet has now picked up speed and is going faster towards Earth mm-hmm. than it was. Mm-hmm. So now they have a race to beat the ship there. And Lilu's going through the alphabet now. Oh, they tell him they have two hours mm-hmm. to get there. So then Lilu's going through the alphabet and she gets to W and she types in war and she's looking at all the images of war. This scene was really, really powerful to me. The look on her face as she was watching it, mm-hmm. it was so, I put, she did this so well. It was such anguish and mm-hmm. disgust at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a really good social statement in general about the horrors of war and mm-hmm. the uselessness of it. You know what I mean? Because when you think about it, and this is just me, war... Mm-hmm is the byproduct of every nasty emotion that man has. Mm-hmm. Greed, lust, mm-hmm. envy. Power. Envy for power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Greed. Lack of understanding. Greed. Racism. Mm-hmm. Um, anything bad you can think about that's mm-hmm. in a person's soul, war is the byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. There's never... I mean, every once in a while, even what we call justified wars mm-hmm. are because you're fighting that other shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Again, I, I think that's where lack of understanding comes into play. Yes. You know, um, because just because I don't believe what you believe in doesn't mean that it's punishable by death. Right. You know, my beliefs are my beliefs, your beliefs are your beliefs. Right. And I, I feel we should be able to coexist and cohabitate and all that shit Can't in we this all world. Just get along. World peace... Right. We just the shit, your shit, my shit's my shit. But right. when you make your shit my shit, that's when it becomes my shit. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> Wall. Good God. What yeah. is it good for? Wall. What is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you lost your mind. Another Chris Tucker movie. Rush hour. <laughs> so anyway, um yeah, it was really it was really kinda tear jerky a little bit. So now they're in Egypt. They made it. And the stones need to be placed, and they're trying to put all the stones in the right place, and they need to match the symbols. Mm -hmm. Earth, wind, fire, and water. Mm -hmm. Those are the four elements. I was thinking of... uh, We're living in the age of Aquarius. Look, either way. Look, I was, you know, I'm thinking, you know... 
Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> that was Earth, Wind, and Fire, too. I, 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 look, look, I was just making sure. Let the sun shine. Let the sun shine. It's a good shit, man. Damn right. Anyway, so they're trying to figure it out. And then um, David's like, we're not going to make it. And he blows on his stone, which is air, and it starts to move. And then they all try to figure out what he was doing. And then they figure out for each stone you have to do that thing. That so element. You got to blow on the wind one. You got to put water on the water one, fire on the fire one, earth on the earth one. So they start doing that. Well, thank God, through the ep- through the whole movie. He's smoking. He's been trying to quit smoking. Because mm-hmm. in the very beginning when he wakes says, up, it's like. Quit smoking, blah, blah, blah. This many, he can only have five a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he had one match left. Thank God. So he lit the fire one and it all comes up. So then he gets Lilu to the middle of the uh, circle. And he's like, okay, do your thing, do your thing. And nothing's happening. And now the ship is there. It's right above them. And they've got like 40 seconds or something before the ship destroys everything. So then they finally realize that love is the fifth element, Mm -hmm. which just in general... Really joyed the hippie in me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All you need is love. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> anyway, um, so finally Corbin tells Lilu that he loves her. We should make love not babies. No, we should. What, oh, yeah, that's you. What, what is... Uh, make love not war? Yeah. So they start kissing. And then Lilu kind of straightens up and tilts her head back and she looks like the statue in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and this big old Godzilla beam of light comes out of her mouth <laughs> shoots up into the sky and just blows up the or just kills the planet and the it Death just Star. turns like gray <laughs> and it's done mm-hmm. so the beam erupts from her mouth blows the, de- the death planet and uh, now everybody's happy and celebrating and the one guy David goes woohoo and he scares the shit out of <laughs> Chris Tucker and he's like don't you? <laughs> that is my favorite part in the whole movie. <laughs> He's so pissed at that kid. Oh yeah, you're scaring tell. the shit out of him. He's like, "I'm leaving." <laughs> so then the um, president goes to meet Lilu and Dallas to congratulate them, mm-hmm. and they have them in that tank that she was in in the beginning. They're like, "Oh, we're uh, whatever." Like. Making sure that they're stable or whatever. And um, the guy checks on them in the little window. He's like, oh, my God. Um, they're going to need a few minutes. If the tanks are rocking. Don't come knocking. <laughs> and he's like, you got 20 seconds. He's like, I think they need a little more than that. And he's doing his hand yeah. gestures like he was hand so jiving uh, and shit. The guy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You're the one that I want. <laughs> You're the one that I want. <laughs> I gotta say, even though I don't like that movie that much, the bass line of that song is fucking dope. Oh, yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Anyway. So hey, then one stud. of the guy comes on, and he's like, hey, we got Corbin Dallas's mom on the phone. Look, she had that G14 My classification God, right? phone calls, because she was calling everywhere. So the president's on the phone, he's like, Mrs. Dallas, I just want to congratulate you for about your son. She's like, don't give me that shit. <laughs> This ain't the president. You don't even sound like the president. The president's an idiot. And you don't sound like an idiot. He's like, yeah. And he gets the phone back and she's like, but are you single? What are you doing later? (laughs) 
My shit stuck together like grilled cheese. I need somebody to warm it up. Uh. <laughs> Hit it harder, baby. I ain't made out of glass. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, <laughs> look, they close in on um, them kissing and the Lilo tank. and and Corbin, Lilo and Corbin in the tank, getting it on, which is a great ending. I thought it was a very cool ending. Love ends all. Getting it on. Getting it on. Mm-hmm. Let's get it on. Oh, baby. Oh. Let's get it on. He was playing some uh, <laughs> the Marvin Gaye going in there. Who's the other guy? Uh, oh, Green? Oh, no, nah, the deep voice guy. Barry White. Uh, Barry White. Mm-hmm. He had some Barry White going on there, baby. Oh, yeah. I was actually listening to Secret Garden today. Oh. Here in the garden. Mm. He had some <laughs> Luther. He had some Luther, so getting, right. Luther getting pumped in there. Look, so Barry White comes in. He says, I'll take good care of you. Of you. That's what a man is supposed to do. <laughs> I promise you, I was just listening to it earlier. So you said Go Barry White. Ahead. That was the first thing. I couldn't get deep enough, but you, right. it was there. You knew what I was talking about. So uh, scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten. What you think? Um, it's it's a. I was gonna say something that sounded. It was gonna sound really terrible. It's a hard eight for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> hard eight. <laughs> no, me too. No, I was sure. gonna give it an eight also. Yep. Um, BBG. Uh, we saw three. We saw you know. I'm scoring high points. on this just because of Mia Jovovich. Is it, is I'm giving it a, an eight. Oh, an eight. I'll, say, BBG. I'll give it a six. Just because, like I was saying, they're perfect. He's they're, perfect. They're small, mm-hmm. but the nipples are perfect. Mm-hmm. So we go Not a lot of blood in this movie mm-hmm. for all the violence. Right. Surprisingly, no guts. We got some blue blood right. from the diva, and she was mm-hmm. crying some blue tears. Mm-hmm. So she was like, so was that? So was it blood? Was she crying blood? Um, or, probably. Or, I don't know. Yeah. There was a flesh wound. You, I could have been saved. <laughs> but you tore into my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> we could have both had a good time at you getting them out of there, but it didn't work out that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So we're running a little long, so let's not waste any time. Let's check out. What we're doing next time. Heading west on the long, lonely highway, only his dreams for company, until... My mother told me never to do this. Before many miles, he'll wish he'd taken his mom's advice. When Jim Halsey let the hitcher into his car, he opened the doors of hell. What do you want? I want you to stop me. Once you've met the hitcher, you'll never pick up another. My wallet's in my pocket. Shut up! We know how to do it. Jesus! Why are you doing this to me? You're a smart kid. Figure it out. I didn't do it. I didn't do any of it. I'm not a killer. Hold on! 
this morning, this guy tried to kill me. He's been following me ever since. Thomas Howell right there in that movie <clears throat> good shit so yeah we're going to be doing The Hitcher next and honestly The Hitcher is a good January movie for me mm-hmm. for two reasons um, number one because it's time to get on, back on some horror mm-hmm. you know the horror movie going on well this is more of a thriller I guess it's not really a horror movie it's a thriller, but mm-hmm. still, it's it's kind of in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the first time I saw this movie was right after New Year's Eve. Oh, shit. We had done a youth sleepover, like New Year's mm-hmm. Eve party, mm-hmm. when I was in youth group in church, when I was like in 7th or 8th grade. Mm-hmm. I think 7th grade, right after this movie came out. And they had this movie on VHS, and I was... I woke up before everybody else, and mm-hmm. I watched The Hitcher, and then other people started waking up and started watching it with me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I watched this at, like on New Year's Day, the year that I saw it, the day that I saw it. Nice. Uh, which I think was probably 1987 or 1988, because mm-hmm. um, I think it was like a year or so after it came out. And I just remember, like, damn, that was an intense movie. <laughs> and it's really funny, because... Almost all the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th movies mm-hmm. I saw for the first time at youth sleepovers for church. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? When I was, I saw when I was in youth group. Mm-hmm. With the exception of, Friday, of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I've been watching that on TV. Mm-hmm. But I saw the uncut Friday the 13th with like all the blood and the, and the titties and everything in it mm-hmm. at youth group. Wow. Yeah, it's funny because... We'd all sit around, we'd eat, and then, and then somebody would ultimately be like, let's watch a movie. What do you want to watch? Friday the 13th, part four. Yeah. And that's what we'd watch. Um, I saw so many horror movies that use sleepovers. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Um, Don't Go in the Basement. Um, all those old slasher movies. Slumber mm-hmm. House. Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, the, the classic one. I think it was Don't Go in the Basement where like, the call's coming from inside the house. Oh. I saw that at a youth group meeting. Like, we'd have sleepovers and we'd just watch horror movies all night. It was freaking awesome. So yeah, I got my horror education at church. All right. There you go. You got anything <laughs> to add before we go? That's all. No. <laughs> nice, well-rounded episode. We went a little long. Oh. I told myself this year we are going to try and keep it shorter, but I don't know. Here we go. Here we First, go. First episode of the year is almost three hours, so enjoy that. Damn right. Motherfuckers. Damn right. <laughs> Freaks and weirdos. Woo. We're so glad to be back with you guys. Damn it right. was nice. Um, we're going to let you go now. I'm leaving you with the diva. Mm-hmm. The diva and this herself. Is, this is a live version of this, which is really cool. The cool part's about to come in right now, so we're right on time. So I am Jasperino on behalf of the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. We will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side. Peace.